episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Clap for the bing bang bong. Clap for the sing sang song. Clap for the ding dang dong. Clap for the UK hun. Well, I can guarantee you one queen isn't clapping because RuPaul's Drag Race UK Series 2 gave us one of the most iconic episodes ever where we saw yet another brilliant song challenge paired with a heartbreaking exit and a shocking entrance. Oh, and a temper tantrum from the show's host. So much to discuss. And joining me to break it all down is someone who... Loves a little banana drama. Russell Zacker, hello. How are oh, you? Hello. Uh, I'm well. I am so excited to discuss this episode, which is being lauded as one of the most successful, uh, entertaining, wild and crazy episodes of the entire franchise, which... I agree. Um, I, I mean, I don't think that people are including Drag Race Thailand when they say that, so I have like an asterisk and a footnote to put on that, but I can agree with them half-heartedly. It's, it's, it's crazy because I've said it many times that I think one of the best episodes in franchise history came last season with the song challenge because that's when we had the reading challenge. That's when we had um, Break Up Bye Bye and we also had uh, Day at the Races Runway. Three epic moments. Pales in comparison. It, 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 yeah. It, it, it's insane that they could top that fucking brilliant episode, but we are here to talk about it and preface to the listeners i apologize this is coming out a day after than it should but i was in the emergency room yesterday because i've been dealing with some issues i know i've said sciatica apparently sciatica doesn't exist i have some sort of disc disease and uh nerve root impingement i don't know i can not walk but i'm going to be able to walk soon other fun news is i um, i'm getting the vaccine tomorrow so i'm doing well in 24 hours yeah uk hon yeah i'm doing okay-ish hon um, but you know who's not doing okay? And I want to talk about it right now. We'll probably talk it on the U.S. Um, podcast as well. But um, for those who um, may have been living under a rock, um, there's been, there was a contestant kicked off of uh, U.S. season 12 um, who has made a reemergence um, into our world, potentially rebranding themselves. Um, and they, um, in their boy form, appeared on the Tamron Hall show this morning and that was one of the most cringy interviews I have ever witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to get into specifics of why or how or what, like why they're coming back and doing what they're doing. But it's really unfortunate it's happening now. I know it's about a year since um, the gag order began, um, but there are not a lot of happy people that are thinking she's handling it very poorly and it's just a rebranding. Not commenting on the terrible interview E. Uh, Tamron handled it very well. She did. And she did very, not very take any loving. shit, which was amazing. Love Tamron. Um, it, and, and the logistics and the 
why and the when and the everything else are, is very messy. Um, so I won't even begin to comment on that, but I will say that as an educated viewer, people are speculating that the NDAs have expired and yes. you're bound by NDA until the last episode of a year from the last episode airing of your season, I think. Interesting. Which has yeah. not happened. Right. So, so it's it's not been a year since the end of season 12. So this is everyone saying things like very, very um, sensitively and and eloquently Jackie Cox tweeted and and that was that's that's just being a human being that cares about the victims of this uh, incredible in the sense of like that it happened tragedy and and this victimization of these these people these scores of people which it turns out that there are more and more and I hope the best for them and that this is as is as not triggering as possible which is not proper but like peace be with them because this is gross it it is and i i mean yes you're right about the nda if anyone knows better you would have more insight than i would because that wasn't one thing that did cross my mind my other thought is if there was some sort of termination of her contract that perhaps that expired oh fair fair um i i don't know and i don't think we're going to know but all I'm aware of is there's also this report that she has been hired by um, a talent agency that their roster includes some big drag race names, including many of which do the Voss events um, tour. So I'm not quite sure what that's about. I know yesterday she was on their roster list. Today, you have to search for her to find her on their roster list. Tweets have I been won't deleted. disclose any information that is not publicly known, so I won't. Right. That it's not our business, so we don't yep. know until someone comes forward about it. But all I know is we were kind of living this life of we've moved on, it's over. Very much now, a, a post. Now we're back to um, Post President Forty Five life, yeah. and now all of a sudden it's like, oh god. But the media is terrible for that reason, and it's also great because it gives us um, episodes of Drag Race UK, like Episode Five. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we will talk about the ongoings of it because I think it is important to the community to keep updated, but we are going to move on to episode five because if ever there was joy in my life, that episode brought me so much joy. Um, Never, I I will be the first to admit, I can't memorize for shit. I'm terrible at it. But I think after the second time we heard the bing, bang, bong, I was like, I know this song by heart already. Um, I'm so excited to talk about it because... There was just so much that happened. It was a very dense episode, but like, it didn't feel like it dragged on. No, not at all. Like what should have been story number one was Sister Sister's new face. That's in the bottom. We don't, we're, we're, barely, we're barely talking about it. Only Sister Sister's new face, not to mention. And then we go. <laughs> right. But let's, let's dive in and start after the elimination. Um, as Veronica says, what the fuck just happened? She called it a shit show of an elimination. As we have to be reminded, Ginny Lemon just walked off the stage and Bendela creamed herself, or Ginny Lemon herself. Um, Sister Sister says she needs to be filled in because she apparently was swinging her tiny pony around a little too hard. A weak-ass ponytail. But she looks great. Sure, yeah, go for that. Um, Lawrence was pissed off at Ginny 
for tapping out because she thinks she's funny and so bizarre and so unique and she just threw it in. I've seen a couple episodes uh, and interviews with Ginny. She is defending herself. She is saying this is the most punk thing Ginny Lemon could do. I think she was just very insulted about the critiques and she had just had it. Also, she had already walked off an international talent show before. So it's not like it's the most punk thing she's ever done, but like, come on now. We yeah. She did what she wanted to do and she said that. Exactly. Sister doesn't know if she's in the competition by default or if she would have won, and that pisses her off a bit. Sister, I will tell you, you would have lost. There's no way in hell Rue is about to keep you because you were bringing nothing to the show. You should thank Ginny Lemon for, well, two extra episodes at least now. Um, Well, I mean, I guess they don't, never mind. I was going to say, I would have tipped her, but they don't tip in the UK, so. No, unless you want to throw coins at them, and I don't know if that's assault or not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, she she happened. I yeah. agree. I think that she was giving very little to the competition. Um, also, though, I think that they really edited the moment very well because Veronica says that she shouted sister. And I've watched the episode seven times now. <laughs> no, she didn't. Um, and she, you don't hear it. We don't, or no. we don't hear it. And there's no indication that Veronica was like running to the, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I. We what got they told the us is not what we saw. It. Yeah, exactly. Right. So speaking of, Ahura thinks Ginny should not have been in that lip sync, and that Veronica should have. Veronica says she's still here and hopes to be there till the end. That was a deep cut. That was hard to hear her say, knowing what was going to happen moments later. Well, now knowing that we did, because yeah. you know we didn't then. Well, unless you knew spoilers. They edited that moment so interestingly. Um, anyway, Tace calls her as a cocky slag, but says she's just confident. Tace says, again, it should have been a battle to see who was the worst of the week between Veronica and sister. But Veronica Agreed. snaps back and says, according to the judges, she wasn't the worst. Yeah, her runway saved her. No doubt about it. Was it enough? I don't know. I don't. I, I honestly do feel like if you really wanted sister gone, you would have put Veronica there. That being said... Could Veronica have pulled off a successful lip sync with that prosthetic? I, I have a lot of thoughts because I don't, I know, I don't think she could have successfully lip synced, especially to that song. And with that headpiece, I mean, it was all constructed very well. So you could tell yeah. that she was like able to move freely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made out of foam. Yeah, it was Eva foam. Yeah. And well done. Well, I thought they. I, I, I well done, except for the fact that my next thought was the ears looked so disgusting. Yeah. I was like, you have this beautiful Medusa headpiece and then your pig ears look like crap. In my opinion, yeah. I know that she worked very hard and I'm not discouraging her art or being down on it, but like you missed an important detail. <laughs> I agree. Um, and, and then Ginny Lemons was putting monster mashup and she was just toxic waste. Correct. So I, toxic, I think that or, that could have been why she was. It, it, could, it could have been toxic and garbage. <laughs> I, I had to go there. I'm sorry. Sorry. I had to make the reference yeah. to the five people who get it. No, I'm here. <laughs> there might be six of us, but. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's interesting because then Tia says that 
they all have different opinions. If she were judging, it would have been a different bottom two. If she were judging it, Ahura might have won. If she were judging it, she'd have finished her sentence because Lawrence once again interjects. This is where I think they don't love Lawrence because Lawrence has opinions. Everyone's allowed to have an opinion. Lawrence doesn't know when to tell her opinion. Because Ginny's had this issue with her. T is now having this issue with her. There are multiple people who are just not loving Lawrence and her interjections. But I don't disagree with what Lawrence says when he interrupts. No, so I have a problem with that because I, I have that issue personally where I, I know I'm right. So I'm going to talk over you. Sure. <laughs> um, unless we're in a podcast and then of course I'm going to listen. But um, <laughs> I, Tia, who has famously gotten along horribly with Ahura, mm-hmm. who then they finally made up is all of a sudden like, well, Ahura should have won. And I, I don't disagree. I think that her challenge performance was the winning challenge performance mm-hmm. because she did the most, whereas Lawrence was just Lawrence with a pink wash, as she said. Um, and, but her Lawrence's runway was objectively better. Sure, sure, absolutely. It was a stronger... It was a mashup. It was multiple mashup. Yeah. So I, I can't, I, it's just like, well, I agree with Tia and I agree with Lawrence, but Lawrence wasn't wrong to say that Tia was just like pissy because her new friends didn't win. And exactly. I mean, she accuses uh, Lawrence, accuses Tia of being butthurt, but it doesn't even matter what Lawrence is about to say because the alarm is going to sound. So, like, you got it. And it was the extra long alarm, like the first sound of it, you can tell where they cut it and then it just kept going. But also you got to think that when they're sitting there in their mini untucked slash new untucked space for season 13, that the producers or someone or, you know, I mean, not the producers, but like a story person is like, hey, before you go sit down, can, can you like defend your friend? Period. And then it just runs away and it's like, (laughs) because... I don't know, Tia just, it felt very strange that Tia was ballsy all of a sudden for mm-hmm. someone she doesn't really care about because Veronica's right there and she, she's closer with Veronica than she is with the whole, I don't know. I can see, or I think that I see through what is going on, but you never know because there's a giant siren and then we don't see anything. It's a giant siren and a rue message comes on and says they must cease filming immediately due to the coronavirus. Sashay away. Did you cry? I didn't cry. Um... But I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting. Obviously, like, I had a discussion with someone being like, no, no, no. They obviously had to know that that, that those were um, not the reactions you would have known immediately if that's what Ruth said. We will learn in the Queen's quarantining that they did have a little preface of, be ready for an announcement. Um, but it, it, it was jarring. It was, I, feel, I felt for them to know how much work goes into this show for them to not know what's going to happen yeah it was it was interesting because knowing what contestants have said it's that like you go into the the hotel room and you're quote as they say on ice so you can't speak with anyone Mm -hmm. and your your entertainment outlet is extremely limited they give you like the travel channel like so you can see like pretty scenes and you can like watch movies but that's not going to tell you the world is in lockdown right. we're totally fucked well it's um, interesting ellie did mention that she was watching the news every morning but like 
what I don't know. I I didn't kept. I don't. I watched. I literally watched it seven times, and I don't remember her saying that. But I did remember that Lala Ree saying in her, the episode where she went home, um, looking like a bag of tricks, uh, <laughs> that she was she was watching some specific person, and she was trying to channel that person. So I was like, hmm, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a little bit more, but season 13 was filmed in the midst of a pandemic. Maybe they were feeling kind and, right. you know, who knows. Anyway, I mean, regardless, I mean, they yeah. should have had a bigger reaction other than just like... Agreed, yeah. What? Huh? But again, we, we will talk about it later on as we do learn that they did have a little preface and a warning. Um, but it's welcome back time, seven months later, and the workroom is decked out with a welcome back banner and balloons, and it's time for new entrances with the queens out of drag. This was kind of fun. This was different. It was a cool way to welcome them back. It was cute. I was, um, I think, pointed to show that some of them have made some money while they were at home or made found some money. Some money. Or, yes, or, or had a frequent um, buyer card, card. At, yeah, at, at their um, nip and tuck place. And Well, speaking of, first up is Ahura. Um, All this for me, oh, you didn't have to, as she has a blue blazer on and drags a lunchbox, and she looks hot. Definitely has some work. Yeah, she she got some work done. She good. I I for Ahura, it looked minimal. Yeah, I think Um, because it didn't like Ahura. I was like, oh, you just like maintained your face since you got you left. But it to me, every watching it, I was like, she looks like a baby being birthed, and that is her umbilical cord. (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't get that imagery out of my head. I was like, why is she dragging like a little dot? I really would love to know her. what the prompt was for them to be like, bring a bag with you. I think um, it was like, bring the stuff you've worked on, but like leave it backstage and just bring one of your bags back. Yeah. Very interesting. But did you notice the confessionals? Um, completely different lighting and it's more close up. Very unsettling. Different green screen. I think they actually used a green screen. I don't know. Because I think that, at, or or at some point they put them behind or in front of a real background because yeah. these were like hi it was very unsettling it was like oh we're, we're getting very intimate with you right now we're gonna see every detail next bimini runs in where are the bitches with a duffel bag she, so she had a duffel bag she looked good she looked cute and eyebrows mm-hmm. um they both noticed that they do look a little nip and tucky there Ellie is back with a tote bag and a backpack, and she just looks adorable as always. And I still have my crush on Ellie Diamond. Who um, She's so cute. Too tall for me, but she's so, so very, very cute. Oh, that would be really funny, you're right? <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she's 6'4". She's too tall for me. Um, Lawrence apologizes for being late. There was a leaf on the line, which I guess is some sort of British humor joke. Um, about- actually, no. Disagree, no? because I live on a commuter train, and if there are too many leaves on the line, you, your train can't go because it like really. It's like it's like a. I don't even know how to like a like an RC track. So like it's, mm. it goes like, like, I don't know, but it <laughs> it doesn't work if there's too many leaves. So I Interesting. think okay, that okay. more regional knowledge rather than regional humor. Yeah, um, we also learned with Ellie that uh, there was no live performances in Scotland, so she was back in the drive-through. But we'll we'll talk about her in the drive-through later on. But. Does she work at McDonald's? Yes, she does because McDonald's. Okay, did, it is um, Mackie's D. Yeah, she did. Uh, McDonald's did tweet um, our drag queen um, post on their story. Cool. Um, Lawrence is also wearing her Rue Peter badges, just to remind everyone that the state of where things are. 
Sister Sister walks in and says she absolutely loves what they've done with the place and says that she shows the rebirth of Sister Sister's mug to the girls. Like, well, her she had her teeth done. Her line back was, "I love what they've done with this face." Yeah, which it was basically like Mister Mister walking in. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that pullback of the face. I don't know if she got pulled back. She looked like she had filler and Botox. There was definitely and... a little pull in, uh, on the cheeks. She, she, okay. she, she definitely was. I don't know if human. she got. I don't. I don't know if it's a really good like slide on flipper or if she got her teeth completely redone. That I. I think she's. She said something about a flipper at one point, and then obviously not. These are my TV can... teeth. Yeah, and I was like, but. I don't, I don't think she they made look it. Great. They look they looked great. They looked completely different. I don't remember her having bad teeth to begin with, but they these were, were noticeable. They were just like Generic these teeth. are perfect teeth. These are TV teeth. Yeah, they absolutely were. Um sister has finally brought some personality back into the workroom. Um, and it says that she's like walking into an episode of botch. Good line. It was good line. Good fun. But I don't um, think it even looked bad. No one looked bad, like, and I think that was the the, the, the joke. Is I, I I don't know. I don't get sister sister. So yeah. Tace drags Davina DeCampo in with her, and we learn that Tace and Aura are now roommates instead of just neighbors. Exactly. Um, Lawrence points out that Tace kind of looks like Spider Man, and says that she probably shot all of her webs over Ahura during lockdown because we still gotta keep that. Going. I think that Lawrence just thought it was funny and kept saying it. And he did kind of look like Spider-Man. Oh, absolutely. That, which that, is also that a really look... funny joke. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the bitch is back and it's Tia with the duffel bag. I love the t-shirt she was wearing. But um, of everyone, she was a bit basic. She notes that some people are looking a little different and she kept her hair for the same continuity purposes but there are new noses, new cheeks, and new teeth in the room. Well, I mean, I'm just confused because you can tell there's a change in quality of the confessionals. Mm-hmm. However, the first four episodes, Tasa's hair changes color like seven times. Exactly. And I was like, watching it originally, knowing that they broke for COVID, I was like, oh, you know, maybe they just like supplemented some confessionals with post-break. But then looking now, you're like, but... No, you just, you really, you chopped and screwed this and it still doesn't look right. Cause nope. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's, so, this is the first season I actually ever noticed it. And then I also noticed it with uh, season Morris 13 eyebrows. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, with season 13 also with um, Simone's hair and baldness. Some oh, yeah. When which she all of a sudden has like hair. hair. So, yeah. Always interesting to watch, but they think that Veronica is taking her sweet ass time. But before long, Rue walks in sporting a neon yellow wig that you could probably find at ASOS, probably, or from what Ginny Lemon left over Primark. in her workstation. <laughs> um, was this a jab at Ginny? No, no, I think it was sense. like a, I look like Andy Warhol. Look at my glasses, look okay, at my okay. hair. You, um, you saw that Ginny changed her profile picture on uh, Twitter to the Rue in the yellow wig. No, but I love that 
<laughs> she's probably monetizing this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely she is. So Rue is happy to see them all and shares some news. She reveals that Veronica has tested positive for coronavirus and will not be joining them. Tia immediately cries. Obviously, they all didn't know because they were in their own separate quarantines. Um, <laughs> how, how hard would that have been to hear? Okay. Lots of thoughts. Um, there's a reason I wanted this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I know. Now you know why. Um, so, obviously, Taste and Ahura live together. Yes. It's like, question in that, like, did they have to get approval from production? Like, could they have gotten approval from production? Like, obviously, Perhaps. they w- production wouldn't be like the BBC. Like, the BBC wouldn't be like, you can't live together because one yeah. of you lost your home. And like, but at the same time, it's like one of you goes home and then the other one comes home. I lots of thoughts, lots of thoughts about that. So they obviously knew about it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have worked together and performed together for years. Yeah. And uh, London's large, but like it's not that big. So obviously you're like, hey, how's your quarantine? Because they're really good friends. Sure. I get. I guess it's a matter of where in the timeline she got it. Apparently it was right before they came back for filming. Like so close that she was, she apparently had a very light case or was asymptomatic from what I've heard from Mm -hmm. Girls Across and like the rumor mill um, and that they had already planned production to be like, we're going, we've wasted eight, not wasted, we've lost eight months and um, we have to go and they couldn't wait for her. So that's especially devastating. Right. So she was not already they, they didn't have to do an additional 14-day quarantine in their own... To my family. understanding, no. I think that she, like, the last test before coming back is just my speculation. She was, like, jamming up my nose. No, I'm positive. Well, fuck. Yeah. Because she did film it in her house, I believe, not in a, in a hotel. Yeah, and not in that hotel that we went to. Oof, that was hard. It was, it, 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 that, that did make me get upset a little bit because it's just like watching and knowing someone's dream get ripped away. And she, I really think, could have made it to the final three. Absolutely. Um, but I, the other thing that confuses me, and we'll get to it later in our potting, um, is mm-hmm. that they gave the three eliminated contestants, the four eliminated contestants, I forgive me, um, hey, can you film yourselves? So they obviously knew something was up because it wasn't like they didn't work on things and it would have been very cheap for them to say, Hey, can you film yourself for eight months so that we can use this as emotional porn and like try to yank things out of you without hinting that they may come back. They may come back. So my, my theory is obviously this challenge needed to be a four, four thing. I feel like if they were plan- pre-planning on having a queen come back, it wouldn't have been for this challenge, probably wouldn't have been for the next one, which we know would have been Snatch Game, um, which we could have had many, how many queens you wanted for it? So my rebuttal mm-hmm. and my retittle to the retattle, as Jade Essence Hall would say, long live her reign, um, is that they could have easily done three teams. Absolutely. And had all of the eliminated girls come back. 
but mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten they haven't even come back yet so we're getting ahead of ourselves exactly exactly okay so let, let, let's backtrack slightly bit um so we now know that he is crying because veronica's gone uh rue also then says that she has an open invitation to return next season rue says that this welcome back back party is in need of entertainment so she calls the quote-unquote brit crew um and they are three furries so all those furry fetish fans were very happy to see those i'm sure they were just mascots i don't think that they were really furries but okay <laughs> no shame to furries furry friend <laughs> whatever rue says that they must be hot with the masks on and tells them to take them off and it's not the brick crew it is in fact joe black cherry valentine and Estina mandela who should be on the brick crew absolutely uh, one of the eliminated queens will be returning and no slice of lemon because Ginny chose to take herself out of the competition and she already done had hers. Uh, cue the, the forced laughter by everybody. Rue reveals that, that it was, it was funny. Uh, Rue reveals that they have to vote who deserves a second chance and they each get to make a case to return. Joe says the blood, sweat, and tears went into coming into the competition and she has so much more to give. Cherry says that coupled with leaving and working as a nurse, she has put things in perspective and deserves to be, be there. To be the best, you have to beat the best, and she believes she is the best. Estina deserves to be there, and she has evolved, and she would love to have her place back in the competition. Any of those, please, ring true to you? Hmm. Um, I, w- I love television. I love reality television. I love drag television. I love drag. This was stupid. Because Astina, if she didn't say, well, I want a challenge, I deserve to come back, was wrong to not have said that. So I don't think that she didn't say that. There's no way she didn't say that. Mm -hmm. Why didn't... uh, He was also so cute. I was like, oh my God, bring him back. Um, But... If... Joe Black, we have to understand as a legend. Like, absolutely. I've, I've been to the UK like twice, um, which is not to say that I like know their drag scene, um, but I I know a lot of the queens over there because of what we did over there, and I'm friendly with them. Like, I'm friends with them, and every, Joe Black is like, oh my god, Joe Black. So I think that that colored their judgment a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and then Cherry, who so that this Joe's argument in my opinion was just like okay Joe's a legend and you went home first so like we feel bad for you but you kind we're not talking about episode one but like she deserved it I I think anyway Mm -hmm. next Cherry to be the best you have to beat the best how many times have we heard that hmm shall we count the times too many too many is the answer yeah her response should have been I have been working as a frontline nurse for the past eight months. Please bring me back. And I, that would have been like, of course, come back. You, you deserve to relive this. But I also think they knew she's competition. I mean, drag me if I'm wrong, but I think that that is not a fair reason to come back. No, it's not fair, but I know me emotionally, I would definitely oh, be like, oh, absolutely. Oh. I was like, she should come back. She deserves it. But like, that's yeah. not deserving reason like you worked your ass off and you have a really important job but also you're you are fierce competition and i still would have picked estina because she won a fucking challenge and got no she got two votes but they shouldn't have voted in front of them oh my god i know i know right so So ellie votes joe because his first out she believes she had more to show tia votes joe with her heart 
Sister votes Jill because she didn't show as much as she should have. Ahura votes with her heart and picks Astina. Bimini goes with loyalty and chooses Astina. Lawrence votes Joe because she is unique and talented. Joe is back, back, back again. And then we see that Tace voted for Joe because it's only fair to see her mirror. We don't get a full explanation. Tace was the one that confused me. You know, props to the BBC because I don't think they should have voted in front of them. Mm-hmm. Not two, they should have come in and drag. Like, as just like a kind of like a gag, like, oh my God, I'm a woman or a drag queen or however they identify. Um, and it, oh my God, I voted for Joe. And then they could have shook it up. They could have been like, well, you stand here and you stand here because obviously they know who they were voting, voting sure. for. And so for them to get four votes in and to Cherry, for Cherry not to have any, Cherry was like, well, shit, what am I going to go do now? go back yeah. to the hospital or to hospital <laughs> no she doesn't have to because bruce sends cherry and Asina home with a special party bag including a two-night stay at the la Lite in london <laughs> <laughs> which i, I mean, think the only what? reason that they could do that was for a participation they didn't win and the bbc right. said you can't get a prize if you win exactly. but they didn't win so just... yeah this this is like the the after party the the the, the winner's room at a um at a gala you, get, you give them something because you feel bad that they literally brought them home, there for 10 minutes. If that. Wild. And I think that Estina was crying as she walked off because she put the head back on. <laughs> Probably. Because like, the, uh, the, uh, a cherry walks out and she's kind of like dragging it along and that Estina goes, no. Now let, let, let's go through the votes very quickly. Um, is there a vote that shocked you? Um, for me, it was taste. Yeah. I thought Taste would have picked Estina. It wasn't shocking because you think of like the London scene. So I thought that Ahura and who claims to not have friends, like I don't have friends, period, point blank. I'm Ahura. I talk shit about myself in front of the mirror. I don't, I was surprised by her vote regardless. I would, she could have voted for RuPaul and I would have been surprised. Um, <laughs> but Bimini, I think. I don't know. I don't know their loyalties. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, you're a New York girl, like come back. But it kind of felt like that mm-hmm. because the two of the Brazilian London girls were like, Joe, but then they were also then for, I don't know. I don't know enough about their politics to know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I to be honest, if Ginny was in this mix, I think we would have had a completely different result as well. I don't know if they had invited her back. She would have been like, don't vote for me. I already walked off. My fibromyalgia is too painful. I don't want to be here. And then they said, okay, fine. That's true. I mean, listen, I understand Ginny Lemon now with my own chronic pains. So I don't want to do shit either. Rue says that in this difficult times, music has helped to keep the kingdom united. So for this week's maxi challenge, they will represent the UK in the first ever Rue Vision song contest. In two groups, they will be performing a song called UK Hun. They have to write a solo lyric, style a Europop look, and come up with group choreo. Someone, as we all know, who loves Eurovision. This was so cool. I am so happy for this theme. But the one thing I wish is that they had two different songs. We had last year with Breakup Bye Bye. It made sense for the moment. Shock us, give us two different songs. And they do that on the U.S. version too. Like, right. I'm thinking all for us for like 
don't funk it up and the other one. Um, um, well, then uh, you have sitting on secret and um, spice up yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah, drag up your life. Um, so yeah, like they, it just doesn't. Apologies. Uh, I know. I no, you're totally right. Given given different songs, this is a mess. Not like a thong or anything, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I just, it also felt right because if you give them exactly the same basis, there's no favoritism because inherently one of the songs would be better. Absolutely. And and given that there's like such a shakeup and they're all kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm emotionally shell-shocked. I think it was valid for them to have exactly the same song. I would have wanted two, two different songs, but yeah, they could have done like tournament style. And then like based on your verse in that song, then you get put into like the better group and then you got to, I don't know. Yeah, that could have worked. Hire me, worked. World of Wonder. Yeah. World of Wonder, I'm looking for a job. Yeah, again, like as, uh, as much as I love Eurovision, like, song itself we'll get to it is pure eurovision and having a second silly dumbass song i just would have been so happy to have yes um i would love to know what the reject song would have been because i will listen to it but lauren says fuck her life she's waited seven months for a singing and dancing challenge and coming off of two wins she's probably like <sighs> yeah joe as the returning queen is a team captain as is lawrence as the winner of the previous maxi challenge Joe's team, she picks Tia, Sister, and Ellie. Lawrence goes with Bimini, Tace, and Ahura. I, I know there the are a lot of people. was interesting. Yeah, I know there are a lot of people questioning the choices after the fact. They will get to it. They said exactly what they said. Eurovision is camp. You want camp should be the thing that leads. But I think what we're learning is this entire cast is camp in their own way. Well, exactly. And the fact that Lawrence is camp on this show should have been like all right you can pick whoever you want you'll figure yeah. it out so Joe is glad to be voted back and she is back and galvanized as Britain's most famous woman bag of chips says she's feeling all right Ellie is I happy with hilarious. this group I thought it was hilarious um Ellie is happy with this group it's Eurovision it needs to be camp 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 Lawrence and co are already bopping as they say the song is camp to a T and Team Joe wants a fun and sexy and cute name. Tia throws out Spice Girlsies. Shot down. Bad name. It ends up being Banana Drama. Fine. Cute. Kind of goes along with what what worked last season with their group names. Frock Destroyers and Filth Harmony. Filth Harmony. Team Lawrence has to come up with a name and Bimini tries Girls Not Allowed, but Ahura doesn't want the whole group piss take. Is Ahura going to come up with a better name? Well, at that point, I was like, oh, this is so, like, so silly. You're pit, pit, words. pivoting with the most like fresh, new, hot fashion queen to be like, all right, genius, come up with this. And then bing, bang, bong, she fucking does it. United King Dolls. <laughs> I love it. Genius. So silly. Genius. Simple. UKD. And, Funny. And King Dolls as like a as a moniker is just mm-hmm. so smart. Props yeah. to Aurora. Good for you. So Team Joe decides the vibe of their group is going to be pink with purple thrown in from Ellie because that's what Ellie owns. Joe says that hers is a basic look and they said it'll look fine together. Oh, I heard something different. I I, mean, I was going off that. the subtitles. I have to keep the subtitles on while I watch. Oh, I watch on Apple TV and they don't support subtitles 
that way. So I should have watched it with subtitles once before coming into this, rather than the seven times I watched it on my TV. But I got it as Ellie was saying, like, oh, we'll make it work. Ellie, a seamstress, could have been like, here. Ellie, a seamstress, did we remember what she fucking wore on that challenge? I'll stand by <laughs> Ellie because I love Ellie, but I love it. I just their whole group lacks taste. It's fine. Yep, it's true. Um, There's no getting around. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence calls the other group the Golden Girls plus their young friend Ellie Diamond, which I thought was a very, very funny line because it's very accurate. Uh, taste believes that her group has variety. Tia thinks Eurovision is camp and that's what their team is. Team Lawrence isn't here to try to be the next pussycat doll. And that's what she believes they're all going to do, wearing, you know, bikinis. What's Lawrence going to do? Wear a bikini? If Lawrence wore a bikini, that would be funny, but... I thought it was funny. She basically kind of did. Brew comes in and talks to Banana Drama, and she loves the name. And just note, she is back. She's doing what she did for season 13. She's at her one table. She's six feet away. And go to mother. She doesn't come to you no more. Nope. Really? I wonder if she's gotten vaccinated. Side thought. She has to have. Well, I mean, she hasn't been in the U.S., so. I believe she she must have had to be vaccinated if she was allowed to go to Australia. No. I don't think so. I don't think so. They I had no cases they there. They don't want that bitch there. If she gonna bring. Well, COVID? don't worry, she's gone. She might be making some more Ruru Vision songs. They're not in the U.S. right now. I'll tell you that. <sighs> Listen, I, I will say, if, if you give me the Frock Destroyers on Eurovision this summer, this this spring, I will be the happiest person in the world. Why not combine the Frock Destroyers and the United Kingdom Dolls? You can't. You can't. Rules are six is the most you can have on stage. Six performers in a band. So then... Who are you going to cut out? Blue. Oh! <gasps> You can't she rhyme rhymed home, with home, home with home. Can't do it. Can't do it. I love it. Yeah, that was your rebuttal and that was mine. <laughs> um, no, but if they're going to do a song, it's Her Majesty because the um, frock just break up by bias too old now. They have to do, they would have to. True, true, true. Well, they, they apparently, the uh, United Kingdoms are posting on Instagram, keep streaming, keep doing this. There's a petition and we might be considered for actual Eurovision, which. Could you imagine if it's between the two of them? We'll get to that yep. later. Believe me, we will get to that later. Um, so Joe Black is back. Glad to be here. Rue asks why Tia teared up, and she says that she relied on Veronica in the competition, but she's been away for seven months, and that's enough time to G herself up, and she's going to bring it to the table more than she did the first time. We got a lot of little nuggets in this episode of things that will happen later on. They did a lovely, lovely editing job. They did. Ellie says her secret weapon is she can sing and dance. Tia can sing and dance. Joe can sing incredibly. And sister has new teeth. Ding. As Joe says, if all else fails, she can take them out and play them like maracas. That just made oh. me so f- happy. Like, yeah. I'm shocked. Sister's teeth does not have its own Instagram account. I'm sure there could be. <laughs> Same table, new team. Lawrence reveals that the group is the United King Dolls. The initials are UKD, and Rue wants some of that UKD. Ahura does not sing, but she's more of a spoken word girl. 
Tay says that there are some rappers here and she will add that spectacle. She doesn't want it to be one no and they have a mixed bag and they're gonna, be, they're gonna make it work, they're gonna make it work. Rue then shares with the group that they will go on the main stage to record with superstar, iconic, we love them, M and A key. What was that? M N E key. Remember, I'm on drugs right now. I know, so I know, I know. We're, I know. we're, we're making things work. Um, M N E key, which I guess is how you phonetically say their last name, which I learned for this podcast. Oh, cute. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. We love research. Yeah, we, we try, we try. But now the drama is up first to record UK Hun. Sister says she can hold a note and she can rap um, fast with the giant teeth. And it turns out she can. She's able to spit out those words without spitting out the teeth. Ellie is living her Hannah Montana fantasy. And I thought that was very juvenile and cute. Joe's vocal experience is laying on a piano with a martini. Did she ever think she was going to be in a pop group? No. Did she ever think she was going to be in a Eurovision-themed pop group? Absolutely not. Joe has one of the best lyrics. Glenn Close, no no cigar. And she keeps putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. How? She is a singer. She knows what she's doing. How could she... Did she not hear it or is the were the editors just like two takes we're done keep it in we're going to eliminate her what happened or why couldn't the um what's the producer's name who's done like a zillion things for Kylie and I mean, okay? no no the producer the other producer. guy I'm not sure can't remember his name but he's amazing um but why couldn't he been like all right we're going to little splice your recording and just make it work right possible but I guess they're close to no cigar. <laughs> but like the lyric is so good. Genius. It's so I good. Don't, like I, he looks just like Glenn Close, which is so. I don't weird. know if you saw my uh, story the other day, but I uh, it was like a three anniversary, three year anniversary of me seeing Sunset Boulevard on Broadway. That day, uh, Hillary Clinton was in the audience. It was right after she lost, so it was very difficult. I, my neighbor. I got emotional. Oh, nice. You hang out. She's uh, no, but she's on the street. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I looked, I was like, oh my God, I got to see uh, Joe Black on stage. And then I wrote hashtag Glenn Close with no cigar. They look identical. It's, it's, it's uncanny. Yeah. Then we get to see a little bit of Tia, who is a straight up raptress, according to um, MNEK. According to Lemon. Yeah. That, yeah. So, um, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman or Brooke, I don't remember which judge was walking to the program that day. And they're like, Lemon, you're this super, super white girl. And she's like, I'm a straight up rapstress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and true. so Tia, when she said it in the confessional, was like, I'm a straight up rapstress. It was I so cute. She didn't even see the wink. Oh my God, that's, that's so funny. Cute. I don't know if she winked, but she kind of like was like, it was get a it. Nod. I okay. watched the international like, version. <laughs> well, we, do, we will learn that. She learned um, Dutch. Um, so now we have time for the United King dolls. Ohora is going to rap because she doesn't want to put the other girls to shame. Okay, sure, Jan. Um, so when Ahora is going through her part, I honestly thought those were her lyrics, and I was freaking out because I was like, that's bad. What those are your lyrics? You wrote 
sing sang song. Oh, what the fuck, bitch. So glad that was not ultimately what it was. And those Good lyrics misdirect. were, yeah, were placed where they were. Right um, before that commercial break, they zoom in on a, one of the queens, like writing their lyrics. And the lyric that you can see being written is release the beast. And I was like, oh, love that. Release we'll the there. beast. Benny! Benny! Uh, terrifying. She, she, her voice, her balls drop. Uh, she, she, at first she did not know what she was going to be doing. And then it takes um, MNEK to get Bimini to be Bimini and realize, okay, that's going to work for you. Tay says that the last verse she had to lip sync and she's not ready to do that again. So she's ready to fat man scoop it. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Then we get Lawrence, who is a bit nervous because she's not a recording artist. So much so that MNEK straight up says that wasn't good. Shake it out, girl. Shake it out. Or as I say, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Now the Manana drama girls are choreographing. Tia and Ellie are doing the dance, and Joe does not want it to be too complicated because Joe's not a dancer. Um, so they're going for a more 60s vibe. Ellie wants it to be clack to the clack to the clack, 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 but she needs to simplify it for the nuns, Joe and sister. You don't have to. You don't have to, but... Like, have, have, I don't know. Tia knows that she also has to dial it down, and but she just wants to keep it camp. Ellie says when they go up an octave, when I heard they're going up an octave, I was like, I love key change, um, that it can't be the same. And Tia wants it to be frantic, panic, choreo, going mental. And I was like, no, 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 don't do that. I don't even know what the song is, but don't do that. That sounds bad. Joe says it's going to be all right until someone gets eliminated. And that was my cue of this team is going to be the losing team. Tace is choreographer. Bimini is the Sioux choreographer. Which Tace was is genius. Very funny. Um, this, this was finally, I think, the first time where I'm finally getting to learn who Bimini is in a fun comedic place. I'm enjoying her. I enjoyed her this episode. But oh, Tace she's is, got an arc. Oh, she sure does. Taste is not going to go on stage with crappy bland choreo. She wants it to be poppy. Lawrence cannot do a Highland jig. Um, is that blasphemous in Scotland? I don't know. Let's ask Rose. <laughs> Rose, come on. Let's talk. Oh, um, God, can we talk about that runway, please? That runway was so perfect. Oh, it was genius. It's, it was so good. If she doesn't win this week, I'm over it. I don't get it. I haven't even talked about this last episode yet, and I'm angry at Rue. How yeah. are they both not in the top? It, it's very suspicious. Um, but I, uh, I, I will say that, like, they always tell the girls, if you can't dance and you're required to dance, I don't remember if they did it in the second episode of this series, ham it up, make it funny. Yeah. So... Knowing that, I don't know why they weren't like, all right, we're going to make this funny for you. And then they kind of did, but they did. It wasn't, it wasn't like inherently comedic. It was just like Scottish. Yeah. I mean, like overall, when we go through the, the number itself, Lawrence had the easy part of all the yeah. things. But yeah, I mean, Taste will not let Lawrence do a shitty performance and it's not going to happen. It is elimination day. And it's the first elimination day back and someone has to go home and no one wants to. 
Lawrence has enjoyed uh, her time working with Bimini so far. Bimini says the hardest part of lockdown was job security and not being able to make money doing drag. She realized that they, as drag artists, are easily disposable. And we'll talk about that more when we get to the Queens in lockdown, but that sentiment just, just hit me because it's so real. It's so true. Lauren says that the job crumbling in front of her floored her. She said mentally took a toll on her. She's a stress eater and her flatmate is also a performer and they both had nothing to do. Lawrence didn't come out and say I gained weight, but I think you could insinuate that she was not who Lawrence was part one of the series. And I, I also wonder too who her flatmate is because um, in one of her amazing weekly, here's my makeup for the runway posts or maybe it was her Instagram or something. Lauren said, I got this from my drag daughter who no longer does drag. And I was like, did lockdown force her out of doing drag? I mean, it's very possible. It's very, which very is possible. so sad to think about, which is, that's the whole reason I put that together. I was like, oh, really? Well, that sucks. I hope not. Yeah. Lauren says that there is, things are coming back and there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I know that at the time of their filming, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. They're back into another lockdown. So I hope you get another light. Hopefully we all do. Yes. Bimini says that they have a lot to look forward to and they have to have a PMA. What the fuck is a PMA? A positive mental attitude. Fuck yourself. Does she not have that on merch yet? Because that honestly would probably be some of the best merch. Oh my gosh. I hope so. I love Bimini. She's great. Ahura said that this is the beginning all over again and no one wants to go home. Bimini says that she, if she does go home today, thank God for the Botox because she won't show emotion. Taste has revamped and upgraded it to get back into the competition. She won't go home. I will say uh, throughout the podcast, I was very much under the impression based on one of the rumors that I had heard that they were told, do not touch a thing. You're coming back the way you're coming back. Clearly, that was incorrect. No, they, from what I've gathered, because uh, I knew the whole time that they could work in the middle, mm -hmm. was that they had planned for this to be out by, like, obviously, the monster mashup was supposed to be like Halloween. Sure. And then one of isn't really like a spoiler but one of the runways that they had was based on a different holiday and then they were told hey can you go ahead and tweak these and make it for a different holiday with the same colors is that the red white and blue no not quite okay okay i'm sure we'll get to well, it soon so, hopefully and if they don't then we'll, i'll tell you you mentioned on the pod but right. i thought they i mean clearly they went home and not clearly look at tea or coffee, but they were hopefully they would have been like, That's my week one, that's my week one. I don't need to stone that anymore, and just took some of it home because they probably had they probably were allowed to leave it. Obviously, they wouldn't have like kept it if filming got shut down forever and they only had a four right. episode season. But I'm sure they said, Take back whatever you can fit inside of this and fix it or come back with new stuff. Yeah, time for the runway. Rue comes out in a pink dress that you likely cannot purchase at a box store. 
High street retailer. <laughs> Michelle is back with her gray streak. So the gray streak is made across the pond now. Uh, Michelle's um, killing it. So yes, Graham Norton, the voice of Eurovision is back. And M-N-E-K gets a spot on the judges panel. And that just seems right. He's great. He is an excellent judge. Fantastic judge. And so I good. was looking, reading an article that was talking about I don't know, something, but they were really shading. They put everyone's ages in there. And it was like RuPaul, 60, Michelle Visage, 57, or 50, whatever her, how old she is. Graham Norton, 57, and then MNEK, 27. I was like, God, these are like MNEK's parents. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sure that they were all just jamming, but like the references oh. are not going to hit the same way. And I felt, would have felt bad if there were any like pop culture references. I, I, so I have not done the research into it on this one. Obviously, MNEK is there to help them with the song. Did MNEK write and produce UK Hunt? Let's see. The magic of the internet. Because UK I'm just going to say it right now if MNEK is writing and producing these songs, come to the US, please, and let's make some magic there too. I mean, I would rather keep MNEK in the UK because they're doing. Kylie Minogue, Little Mix. Um, Fine, fair. Hold on. Let me really quickly pull this up and see. No, I don't. It's so funny. If you ask um, Alexa specifically about UK Hun, she's like, oh, the honorable. And it comes up with this totally different reference <laughs> because apparently it's... Not number one here. Yeah, no. She's confused. Okay. Um, UK Hun. <laughs> Uh, who, where can I? Find, I don't know. I'll, we'll figure it out. I'll we'll we'll figure it out. But it yeah, is yeah. time for Rurovision Song Contest. <clears throat> and in this order, we're going to start with the United King dolls. We learned that they made it to number 69 in the charts in Slough. Their motto is sex, drugs, and sausage rolls. Funny. With daddy sauce. Yeah, they, they look like a unique, cute group with the pinks and the orange living in the same color palette. Um, obviously. Lawrence, if you look at this photo, is the campiest of them all with the um, the titties and the, the gender signs. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Does Lawrence look more camp? Yeah, it's fine. But the song is excellent. It See, starts I, off. I got like right off the bat when they're doing that like, hey, who, ha, in front of a green screen, like Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Each Absolutely. one of you is a niche. Absolutely. The song starts off bing bang bong i'm here for it i'm here for it because that's now we know that's not actually a horror's lyrics um and again it's someone who loves eurovision apparently in my eurovision uh song contest uh story of fire saga episode that i released last week i said the name yaya ding dong 24 times so clearly i love a eurovision song that has a ding and a dong in it we all love a little ding and a dong. We sure do. But Lawrence is focused as a solo. Um, since the choreo from the group would not have showcased her well, I think she really focuses more on the lyrics. They're, they're camp. They're good. Um, the best? No. But they they, they suffice for, for the song. Um, I, she very strongly and smartly was like, let me, let you dance around me. Mm-hmm. Give Hand me my props. I taste, let me borrow some of your human hair so I can fling it back uh-huh. and it won't get matted if it's synthetic. And 
I'm sure that the two of them were like, hey, I'll help you if you help me. And mm-hmm. it worked. Yeah. She did fine. Ahura was good, but it was it was very basic. Her lyrics, not my favorite. Um, she added an A to I'm a lot of I'm the fashion queen Ahura. I loved the verse. I thought it was brilliant. Really? Okay. Okay. I, because you don't look at Ahura and think, oh, you're going to give me like, not a lyricist, obviously, but no, no, no. like you, 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 she gave way more than I expected, and I was so happy as a little Ahura stan. Um, and the look, perfect. Mm-hmm. Her and, face though looks very different. It was not that was not her normal face. She um, it a it's because she paints different. The, I mean, the little bit I know about makeup, kind of. She changed the way she does her eye and like the shape yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like she has more work done in drag than she does out, which I think is perfect because that's what she's trying, she's trying to make it exactly. face. Exactly. Um, and it was hot. I was like, cool. You're a new pussycat doll. Let's hire you. Yeah, she, was, she, she looked good. Um, the pre-chorus and chorus was very easy, but very, very well done and strong in the choreography. They really played off of the ings and the angs and the ongs. And I, as someone who, when I see choreo with you, do choreo that works with the lyrics and the beat, I'm here for it. So I very much appreciated the choreography that they brought. Um, Tace, I think, was the best in the group. All you fruits should be scared of me like the one I sent home to memory. So good. Okay, so so I think, God, it's so hard to say. But we haven't even gotten a contestant or, you know, the fourth United Kingdom, but they went from worst to best, which is so difficult to say. Because yeah. as they, it kept building, you were like, it can't get any, oh, it got better. You can't get any, oh, mm-hmm. got better again. And then you're like, taste going to destroy us. And then it was like, oh, 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 you cheeky, cheeky mm-hmm. son of a bitch. Well, and, oh, that was perfect. That was let's such a release the beast, Bimini. Bimini! Her lyrics were good. They were universal. Um, but the story was her stool moment and she didn't go poop. It was her stool. <laughs> um, it was very well done. I thought that the lyrics were personal mm-hmm. and catchy and perfect. Yeah, it was so good. And then we get this next part where it's clap for the UK, hon. I was like, this whole, that whole sequence, it was a catchy song. It was written well, and it is pure Eurovision. It was so campy. And the mm-hmm. way that, I mean, ultimately the way that they edited um, was so that you saw the best of every contestant, which might not prove to be true for group number two, but they showed them in in the wide. They were like, all of you look great. And they were like, this is your your feature blind. We're going to show you. And then you yeah. guys were pairing and then you could play off each other. Um, oh, so oh cute. Actually, so I figured it out. Um, Leland, who is Troy Savon's big producer, mm-hmm. who does all of the new musical and right. uh, stuff for US Drag Race produced UK on. And Freddie Scott. So you can't like forget Freddie Scott, but Leland did as well. All right, Leland. Good job. Slave good props. job. Um, getting back to the song a little bit, the octave, like I said, I love a good key change. The octave was my favorite. Um, and then Bimini, is she going to jump from there? She jumped from there. And then asks for someone to still do a death drop or something. And who does it? 
was like <laughs> it was cute but i also loved gender bender system offender mm-hmm. i like it well my lentils tender i was like oh and then don't be afraid or don't be scared to embrace the femme yeah perfect Th- this was just an excellent song and it brought so much joy to the pain i was going through that i was like oh my god i can't imagine I can smile this was so good let's talk about banana drama um, they to. all met in a special ward to treat potassium poisoning after they OD'd separately on banana bread. Fine, it's a it's a quarantine joke. I get it. Yeah. Ugh. They love Big Ben's dong, but he hasn't texted them back in a while. They're pink. Overall, yeah. sister energy- looked amazing yes so okay but overall the energy of the number was low comparatively it sucked going second but their their energy was just not matched well for all we know they didn't go second that's true that's true it wasn't like last season when they showed them to watch the other them. group which i would have pissed myself i would be I like oh no I, I can't i'm enable i can't yeah um i think, I think that just go ahead well, I was going to say uh, the last part of their little intro package, but the bananas, I think, were a throwback to the Proc Destroyers at the end of their number. They had the bananas doing the oh, yeah. Charlie's Angels thing. But go ahead. What were you going to say? They, whereas the UKD got the benefit of like a wonderful package presented for their video. Yeah. I think that it wasn't, I don't think it was shady, but I don't think that the banana drama gave them enough to make magic obviously it's tv you can do whatever you want if your editors are going to be like "Mm, we don't want you to win we're not going to show you differently but someone on the internet in a less than positive space that starts with an r and ends in the edit um was like here i splice them together look at all the different camera shots and then shot by shot tries to compare them but i was like i did not comment because i don't comment on shitty things like that but like they just weren't as impressive or there was not more to show. It wasn't like, we're going to cut from you guys to you guys. Cause you guys are doing something special. It, re- it really came down to the energy in the choreo. The choreo was just not there, but so we start off with Joe black. She's in her own world and that's just not her fault. This is not her game. Um, if it's not your game, then camp it up. And she didn't camp it up. Right. Because she couldn't even say her fucking good lyrics. Right. The best was Sister Sister, and it is the best she has ever been. I really do think the teeth are the new secret weapon. I don't want to say that that's what was holding her back a little bit, but it, you could see the confidence coming out of her. Sister felt so good and gave so much. Yeah. It was kind of similar to Cheryl last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Like you didn't, you were the best of the group. And unfortunately, you would have been the worst of the other group. Yeah. But it didn't. It didn't, didn't matter. matter. I think the group choreo was perfect for the style of music that they had to perform. But when you have four performers living in their own world, it didn't benefit the number. It hurt the number. So you say that, but apply that to the other group. But they interacted. They still were part. They, I mean, even when they did the, the, uh, the booty thing and they were still interactive and became a singular unit fair what I, I i was trying to, to pull out of you secretly because we discussed what we were going to talk about beforehand <laughs> was um like when 
they did the, the four of them and it was just a dynamic line. They felt like mm-hmm. bumps on a log the entire song, the whole yeah. time through. They didn't ever flip it around or give any nope. kind of levels. But then when they went and then looked at the other side and Joe Black gave the fucking thumbs up like a turd, um, they didn't switch. It was always Joe or sister. That's I think true. sister was on the other end. Yeah, yeah it wasn't, they didn't go the outside, thing. inside or one, three, one, the first and third and second and fourth. Like it, it didn't, Right. It was, it was just it was the static. Same thing. It was the same thing over and again, and it didn't have to be. And I, I don't want to say that you're going to give Joe Black the excuse that Joe Black couldn't learn new choreography, so it was copy-paste. Because the other groups still copied and paste, but it was it was dynamic and fun. And, and then they kind of went all around, and then the, uh, yeah. the other three did other things while Joe Black could have stood there, and they could have made Joe Black the star. It's yeah. fine. Also, I refuse to believe that none of them could have whipped something up or gave her some stones or gave her some different clothes oh, yeah. to wear because mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with H&M there's nothing wrong with wearing H&M on Drag Race yeah. or Fashion Nova or Primark ASOS. or ASOS obviously apparently um, but she looked worse than Pedestrian yeah. it's Fashino also because supposed to look Pedestrian the thing with Joe, though, is we've seen Joe in these extravagant costumes. This was the, all right, bring five to ten uh, dance outfits, and this was Joe's dance outfit. <sighs> We're not to the runway yet in my critiques, but like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't believe that none of... Actually, no, you said it earlier, and it wasn't really applying to Joe, but I, looking at it a different way, could believe that Ellie, Tia, and sister were like, mm, no, you can go out in that. That's fine. Hey, that's very possible. That's possible. Her sh- I, well, I can't agree. Oh, God, those fucking booties that make your leg look like whatever. Mm-hmm. I can forgive that people have feet and they have to be careful of themselves, especially if they have disc disease or something. Um, but <laughs> that's not what you would wear on Eurovision. No. It's not even something... Uh, we could go on all day. I know, I know. Well, Ellie is the youngest, and I think with time she will win an all-star season somewhere. Not this show, though. Tia's verse in rehearsal was great, but somehow in performance, it didn't really match up and pair up with the music as well. I don't know why. I I think mom was probably pre-written. Possibly. Because it didn't fit. It didn't. Kind of like other queens that we've had recently that tried to shove it all in there, but mm-hmm. it, they, were, they were fine lyrics. They're, they're, no, the lyrics were great. It just didn't work with the actual music given to her. Oh, also, she was wearing something from AliExpress. Another fast fashion. Looked great, but it... Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I, that also was a direct ripoff of something that a designer has put out, so... Interesting. Also, this the same, a very, 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 very similar look was featured on RuPaul's Drag Race season thirteen, and I don't know if anyone's clocked it yet. No, what is it? Who are it? Who are it? Um, so the original designer who put the look out that I've seen the reference based on was Mondo Aguera. Uh huh. And then Mondo dressed, which is the apt statement. I can't retract that. Um, Olivia Lux for her Lady Runway. It's that mod 60s 
kind of brocade, like monochrome with the poofy ostrich yeah. and the collar. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what Tia Coffee is wearing. And see, they both of them look stunning. Like, I don't care where it's from as long as you look stunning, put some fucking wow. stones on her. But it's like testament. Like, you can get whatever. And just, you got to mm-hmm. make it fit. Oh, God, make it work so, so disappointing. Oh, I'm so sad because she's so great. She is. The judges were clearly not impressed. I don't know how much of that was editing, but I do not think Rue clapped at the end of Banana Drama. It was hilarious. No, Rue sat there. Mm-hmm. I decided to ask my audience, um, which is a better song, Break Up Bye Bye or UK Hun? UK Hun. And that's not, I don't think a controversial opinion because Break Up Bye Bye is like a drag song but UK Hunt is on the radio, it's charting. So I'm gonna give you some, because I also asked them to say why. Sterling Tull, the verses in UK mm-hmm. Hun are so good. Misty Mountains on Frock Destroyers, I mean, duh. Andy Sterling on Frock Destroyers, better hook and more unique verses. Heidi Ho on Breakup Bye Bye, the reasons are obvious. Lauren Michelle, mm-hmm. Breakup, even though they sing a horror and, and taste would turn it, who knew what we would get from Bag and Blue? And it's somehow just as catchy without being campy. Jacob Miller on Breakup Bye Bye said it just is. Tyler Harrison. I gotta say break up only because I wanted these lyrics in my head. Laugh my ass off. Obscura break up because of Davina. Squealia says UK Hun is a bad song. The results were 72% for Break Up Bye Bye, 28% for UK Hun. So that's what the audience is going on. Okay. I also would say break up. Break up bye bye. I I mean, you know I love my frog destroyers. So this song is 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 great, but I just love those girls. I love those girls so much. So yeah. Okay. You ready to talk about the runway? Yes, I'm just pulling up. I have the images ready now as I showed us before. Category is a day at the seaside and in honor we are going to play are you ready for this one i'm, I'm very excited about this, what i came up with here oh it's not full or empty no we are going to be playing bag of chips or seagull shits i had to it was so good it was so good it was so good Excellent. all right we're going to start off with bimini bon boulash dress and bonnet by julian smith nails by mino vo this is sexy. It's vintage. It's editorial. The color is an exquisite color on her. We saw the lace back in the Fashion Frenemies Challenge, but this was done so much better. The swimmer's cap was a lovely touch. This was just British, and it felt vintage, and I understood it. Did you understand why? So if apart from being sheer, this was like a bathing outfit mm-hmm. swimming outfit which i would immediately got she turned the corner i was like oh my god she's just made it modern yeah. for or they've made it modern for them which i think was like oh it's perfect perfect yeah, it so good i loved it um i would absolutely um, give it a bag of, bag of chips bag of chips bag of chips 97 percent seal shits three percent so how many people oh god yeah they probably their finger probably slipped probably possibly Taste, look by Studio Armel, hair by House of Palooka. 
I gasped. Tace is a fashion icon. This is simple mesh netting with perfectly placed shells and starfish. Yes, not many people can pull this off, but Tace is a model, and this was just breathtaking on her. Um, I, I think the British mullet will never be my thing, but once again, Tace can do it. A couple things. Go for it. Um, apparently, it's not a British mullet because we see lots of these girls wearing it in the U.S. right now. Um, uh, looks stunning. It was. It looked like soft wig hair. Probably mm-hmm. the only synthetic hair that Tace ever brought to the show um, because she loves her inches and she's not talking about her weave. Um, <laughs> I, her paint changed as well. Mm-hmm. Stunning. But I, and I also think it's beautiful to borrow a word from the, the Mictionary. It was Gagatrandra. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think that the shells were placed very well. Okay. Okay. That's fair. The, which and and the only reason I say that is because they the shells like the the um silver dollars are not flat, mm-hmm. but they're all, they're kind of con concave I guess. Yeah. So it's hard to place them and then like the the crotch, it kind of looks like like a like a doll like a paper doll outfit, a little okay. bit, a okay, tiny okay, tiny okay, tiny yeah. bit, because you could tell that it wasn't on her body because she was supposed to be naked, but she was supposed to be covered in net. And Tace, well, Tace's other roommate and a horse other roommate, Caramel, who is from the US, but I really want on UK Series 3, <laughs> um, has a version of this look that's the same nude, nude, well, it's not their nude, but like cream mm-hmm. mesh with stones on every intersection. And I was like, hmm, maybe it's the same look. And it very well could be, but it's so stunning. Bag of chips yeah. all the way. Anyway, Absolutely I have a lot of chips. The, the, like I think the sandy soft beige and the like just the burst of purple in the eye, everything works well. The train flowing, I loved it. Bag it of was, chips. It was ethereal. Eighty-seven yeah. percent bag of chips, thirteen percent seagull chips. Hmm. Ahora, red bodysuit designed by Samin Preen. Look by Ahora and her mom. Ahora is finally doing camp. I'm finally glad we're getting to see some camp out of her. I think it's a pretty decent silhouette on her. I wish the bottom of the bag flared out just a bit more, but the gloves are great. The ketchup dripping down is cute. Um, Her face, she could have gone a little bigger with, but overall, I think, again, she can sell a lot of looks. I I, um, loved it, first of all, bag bag of chips. The reference to me was very clearly the... What I what I can put myself oh my god what just happened cool I guess I didn't charge my phone everything is going to shit again um, what I can tell that a horror went through a horror's mind was like oh that Moschino look where they did the uh, the bag of flowers mm-hmm. but it's now it's just a bag of chips which I was funny and then the the ketchup on her head and the fork and then the fact yeah. that she could throw stuff out and I'm. I'm sure the newspaper said something catchy, but I don't have eyes like that, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, I, I thought this was great. Um, for me, definitely a bag of chips. Literally, yes. <laughs> bag of chips, 90%. Seagull shits, 10%. Lawrence Cheney. Wig and headpiece by Lawrence Cheney. Dressed by Free Couture. Mesh by Get Frocked UK. Jewels by Staged Jewels. We're getting the same silhouette, but the material for this was very strong. Um, I like that this wasn't floor length. 
So it was a little bit different for her. The Lifesaver headpiece could have been bigger, but hey, she was still serving camp. It still worked. Lawrence knows what looks good on her, and no matter what, she is going to shine on the runway because she's putting herself in things she's confident in. It was the no diving, but that was the funniest touch. What do you give this one? I'm going to give this a bag of chips. Can I say that she looks amazing, but it's a seagull shit? Sure. Go for it. Explain. Why, I, why, why, why am I going there? Um, something about the hair and the coloring. Because it was, it was the gray with like the orange in it. Gave me creamsicle, which I was like, okay. Right, yeah. But it, it looks like McDonald's. Like it looks like the. Mm-hmm. Okay, it I was, can see that. And, and it, to me, doesn't feel cohesive. Okay. Like her body looks amazing. The, every garment piece of it looks like wonderful, separate. But it didn't do it for me. Like I don't. I didn't see that and say life raft or safety buoy. Okay, that's I was fair. Just that's like, fair. Oh, she looks, oh, she's wearing water wings. Oh, she has a life preserver. Okay. But it, yeah, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't, that's fair. Uh, it didn't mess with me. Well, I want to go back to chips. You're going seagull shits. Yeah. Audience was 80%, 86% bag of chips, 4%. Uh, what was it? 14%. 14, yeah. Ellie Diamond. Ellie Diamond. Look by Ellie Diamond. Hair by Dawson Riggs. Oh, I mean. <laughs> Prosthetic by Monster FX Makeup. I love Ellie Diamond, but this was not the ticket. This was bad school m- mascot. Um, I get this is a risk for a drag race, but I expect if you're going to wear a very basic bikini over furry, that yellow polka dot bikini best be stoned. Um, stone the tights too. I know she might have had limited resources, and we know that things could have been upgraded. This was a miss for me. So, if we're pulling from the greater lexicon of drag race critiques, mm-hmm. which as a viewer we have access to, yes, um, not all of the critiques are valid for lots of different reasons, but another one of her baggy faux fur like looks mm-hmm. one doesn't really fit her in a flattering does no there's no way that fits her in a flattering way um but it could have been dare i say chicken feathers mm-hmm. she did it wasn't it didn't read bird to me which is fucking weird because she's got webbed feet in the right thing on her face but like i didn't if you it took could- off the arms mm-hmm. and and I don't know, made it like a bob. I think it would have been fine. But looking at these like monstrosities on her arms that are made of fur, mm-hmm. and for as far as I know, birds don't have fur. Nope. It doesn't look like a bird. It looks like a bad anamorph. That's why it felt like a school mascot. It just didn't work for a runway for me. But a school mascot would have like feathers. It Possibly. Did, uh, because I, I like the bikini. I think it's perfect that, to me, in my the mind, reference was great. This, like, I think it was a smart reference. I see it as like this weird, massive six seven, os- not ostrich, uh, seagull human hybrid 
went and killed some innocent woman at the beach and stole her bikini and put it on. I was like, look, I'm Sounds fierce. like an 80s movie. Yeah, it was kind of like Tippy Hedron on an acid trip. But yeah. um, <laughs> I, it just doesn't look like a bird. Yeah. You're pushing bird too much for it to look like a bird. Well, Michelle thought I would she love looked... To see... Oh, sorry. No, go... go ahead. I would love to see... Um, a, a specific United States New York City drag race slash drag slash art designer tackle this look. Anyone in mind? Oh yeah, I would love to see Florence Lee do this. Florence, here's the challenge. Um, I, I'm I not know... challenging Florence, but like no, 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 I think no. that I, I, I think can see Florence where this... do something. That and this is what I've said on a previous episode. Ellie is designing all of her stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying all drag queens should not design their own stuff. But there is the beauty of collaboration. When you have another artist to collaborate with, you are mm-hmm. able to get to what you want with someone else. I think someone that's could where Ellie is... with this and elevated it. Yeah, exactly. I think this is where Ellie is suffering. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying don't make your own stuff. Collaboration is okay. It's okay because you mentioned Florence. Florence is one of the best collaborators in the business. Actually, Florence can work with any artist and get them to pull out something better than they would have ever imagined. I, uh, I can't take it back because we said it, it's on the record, but if you take off Ellie's face okay. or take off the arms, uh-huh. it's got to be one or the other. But the fact that it's feathers and hair and fur, they don't, they don't match. They don't match. No, I agree. I agree. Like if you put your finger over her face, perfect. To put her finger over her arms, that's fine. Next. Yeah. Well, Michelle thought she looked beautiful in the performance, but the biggest, um, but the biggest she can be it can be ridiculous. She needs to be going further. The look is drag, and you can't take more of a risk. She loved the web foot heel. Graham loved the look, but seeing her with the other girls, she sees it as fancy drag, but not drag. M&E-K Which said was she a weird was, comment. It was very weird. M&E-K said she was ready. In the recording, the only critique was in the unison dancing, she paired back. Rue said she could see her thinking about her steps and loved her outfit, but can't say that for all the girls. I'm giving a seal shits. Oh, I un, unintentionally, I said bag of shits. Um, yeah, definitely seal shits. I think Audience, that you go. this, well, those critiques were stupid because she mm-hmm. was, you, one judge said that she was holding back intentionally. The other one said it like she was thinking about her steps, which yes, she was if she's trying to rein it in. But she would have gotten critiqued if she was outshining them. Mm-hmm. So like, make it make sense. Tell me what the audience thought. Audience thought 51% bag of chips, 49% seagull shits. So Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tea and coffee. Look by Tom Rowe. Hair by Natalie Morton Wiggs. Cherry by Hugh Purves. Listen, it's camp. It's fun. The cone makes sense to me. The cherry on top makes sense to me. It's the cut of the top that is abysmal. Sure, it's stone to help delineate where the swirl is, but it just missed the mark. I was fully expecting a reveal into something, maybe like cone pasties. I don't know. But Tia, once again, can't deliver on the fucking runway. Art is subjective. She's doing great drag. She's fully entertaining. My issue is, call me an 
ignorant um, Yankee. What the fuck does this have to do with the day at the seaside? I don't know, but clearly it does because Joe Black also had ice cream. So I guess it's more of like the Brighton Beach um, boardwalk having like these stands where you can get bag of chips or ice cream and all that kind of stuff. That's where I am thinking. I guess. Um, Second thought, and I'll throw another amazing United States designer in who does fashion and drag and the intertwining of both. And Casey Caldwell. Makes these amazing neoprene swirly, whirly, twirly yep. dreams. It's like thinking what Casey can do with art and fashion together would have been this like poofy, beautiful. Ah, it doesn't look like ice cream. I now, guess he's wearing, here, he's wearing ice cream. What, what's funny is obviously jumping ahead to the Queens and Quarantine, we know that Tia Coffee was watching Drag Race Holland, correct? Remember the ice cream look we saw from Drag Race Holland? You would think she would have been like, oh, they, they didn't like that. That's in work. That's in her home. I'm going to do something different. What's the tea, Tia? Uh, it, looking at her in this look, when RuPaul says, you have this beautiful model body, look at your beautiful skin, She's wearing gloves to her armpits. Mm-hmm. Gloves that don't look like her skin. You can't see the shape of her body. She could be a rhombus shape. Yeah. And you, we wouldn't know. I Obviously, RuPaul has this like admiration for Tia that everyone does as well. Hopefully. She's great. Yes. But this was not it. I, let, when, you, when you read off her designers, I was shocked to hear that this was not a store-bought costume. Yeah. And this is not, that's not a read to them. Someone, I think, obviously did the cone and the top. Cool girl. Yeah. That's, I, want, I do want to go through the, the critiques from the judges because I think this was some of the more questionable judging based on what they said. Michelle mm-hmm. loved the lyrics and thought they were delivered fantastic. She also says she doesn't know how to show her long, lean body. She wanted her to bring her drag to the next level. Graham said that there were four people performing together. M&E-K said she was a standout in performance in regards to the outfit he didn't get ice cream initially. Same. Rue says the look is fine and great for the pub and local clubs, but this is an international showcase and this it's a little regional. She's not local anymore. Which is questionable because... What queen has walked in the club with this? Um, if she I'd was like wearing to a... be able to walk into New York City bars and right. not be thrown the stuff thrown at me, so I won't say. But um, I just had a thought. Obviously, that's not sewn together. What if she stuffed shit in there? Mm-hmm. She could have been like a ice cream. Oh God, Tia, baby. No. <laughs> um, I was I was a little thrown off. Like if, if she was wearing a, a simple cat suit or a leotard or something, you can make that comment. I don't know where this comment came from, Rue. Obviously, I think no, it looks know. like. Like it a was tacky little like, like ooh yeah, but the regional comment pisses me off because it does. They, these these queens had well, everyone knows when you go out to do drag race. Come on, let's be serious. But they had to then come back to a world that was in shambles, mm-hmm. be active on social media again, have all of their talk to their designers and their friends, and be like, oh, nothing happened. I was just sick for eight weeks, right? 
and then have to, in the midst of a global pandemic, get all of this shit together. So I get that, but she would still be a regional queen. Yeah. So having, having this critique given to her where you are no longer a regional queen. Yes, she is, RuPaul. Yeah. That's so not fair because just because there was a global pandemic that has shut down production doesn't mean that she had the resources or ability. Well, right. That doesn't, I mean, obviously everyone knew, but like, you can't be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm so actually she's not the drag race. Like yeah. that doesn't, that's so wrong. I was pissed. Yeah. Um, as Ruth says, I, the world is about to end. If there's ever a time to do your thing, it's now fine. We've memed it up. People have shared it. I get it. That sentiment is there, but Tia says she will step up her looks, but Ruth says that is that she said that the last time and she doesn't want to hear that. She knows she can go further. Ruth said that if she had her team of 50 people working on her, she'd look like her. Tia jokes, asks if she can borrow them for the next runway. And Ruth says no. Tia is here because Tia makes Rue laugh, and that's good television. Also, would we not love to see? Um, well, we've all Let's seen the episode of Project Runway. Uh-huh. We've all Let's seen what she was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. We've all but seen... Weakest um, Link? Uh, I will, yes, but we've all seen the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. And that's what kind of bothers me about the whole thing is, is Ru has deserved where she's gotten. She, You're allowed to have a team of 50. Mm-hmm. It's your show. You want to look your best. If this is the best that's going to be, that's great. But to critique a queen for not being as beautiful as you, that you could be if you had people working on you, it's also just a slap in the face. And full stop, I, RuPaul does not have 50 people working on him. There's a head makeup artist and someone that assists Raven. There's the genius that now does Ru's hair. Props to Delta work. I'm sorry that it didn't work out for you. Zaldi. Mm-hmm. And then the person who blurs out her wig lines or used to, and then like maybe one or two other people. That's maybe seven people. Could do it with three. Could do it with Zaldi, the hair artist, and Raven. Could. To, I think that speaking through it now, maybe Rue said it like as a joke, but then it sure. made the final edit because that doesn't make sense in the way that Rue and Michelle are constantly like, it doesn't matter if you don't have money. It doesn't matter if you don't have a team. You can do it and make it you. Because that doesn't, he, oh, that it just like the comments to Tia didn't make any sense. Yeah, it, 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 and they it, were, it, it was it, very it, insulting. It was, it was very insulting. Look wise, we're talking about the look. I have to give it a seagull shits. Absolutely. Bag of chips, 10%, seagull shits, 90%. So no cool. one really cared for it. Next up, we have Sister Sister. Outfit by O. Renette, seagull fascinated by Benjamin Polf. So sister decided to be a horror with Ellie on top. <laughs> um, I think it's the best thing she's brought to the show, but bitch, you were outdone. I love the camp elements, but it really felt like the wish.com version of a horror. I don't think there's anything wrong with a garment, but I fully think that the way it's constructed to be kind of this wrap, whereas mm-hmm. a horror is like a two essentially like two pieces together like you have to get into it zip somewhere i think it would have been brilliant for sister sister designer to be like cool you already know that another girl is doing this 
because there was the whole debacle about like she fully knows like if she ripped it off and it was a reveal of sorts and to I don't know seagull shit on her or a, a, a body picked clean or like something else I, I agree. It, it's unsportsmanlike. If what we are shown on television is true, for her to have gone in a look that someone else, you know someone else is doing, and yeah. it's going to do better than you. Yeah. Michelle saw her push herself further. She thinks the look is fun, but probably said, oh shit, seeing a horror. Graham said she was beautiful and always was always on. He feels for her because she was another bag of chips and she was diluted. M&E-K said Ahura did a more polished look. Lou said her look was her favorite during the group challenge. Sister said the look of happiness was genuine and rare for her. And that's great. It's, it's great that we have gotten a step up from somebody in this cast um, who was giving you shit and is now giving you something good. That being said, you cannot not compare her to Ahura on this runway. I'm going to give it a seagull shit. Um. Basing it on the runway alone, her runway alone, it's a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Her seagull was cute. It had stones on it. That's her true. makeup was was kind of matronly, almost. It's always how she's been painting. Um, no, like- because during the run or the UK hunt, she looked really. I thought she looked old. Pretty or I don't know. Right. She, she still does- looked old. Okay. Um. The audience. Well, yeah, I would. I would say it was a, a, a bag of chips. The audience went thirty-three percent bag of chips, sixty-seven seagull shits. And again, I think th- this is also based on people looking at the runway as a whole and comparing the two of them because it is very clear one was better than the other. See, Joe Black, hair by Dan W. Chapman, dressed by Collective Brighton. This is camp. I think if we didn't lose Joe on episode one, this is what we would have gotten throughout the competition. She's got some elements um, of the other girls, yet she did it differently. I do wonder if this was the original plan for um, the runway or if Chelsea Boyd inspired the movement effect look. A scarf of tickets? Yes, ma'am. Joe sold it on the runway. So you could see this look in like the first episode where she was there or that wig yes so the t is this was an intended look for that first runway for episode one but then when she got the day at the uh seashore she had to adjust episode one when i think she probably should have adjusted episode this um which makes me well obviously because i've prepped a few people for drag race mm mm-hmm you have, there's going to be overlap. You also know that you're not going to use everything. Mm -hmm. So even if you had both of those for your hometown look, at least you have an option. So you should have another option for a day at the seaside. Right. Why? Knowing you'd have to explain the shit out of both of them, Mm -hmm. would you not use this as something that is more Joe Black? than something that you know is a little bit lackluster and you're still gonna have to explain right i mean i do 
No, I, I really do think Joe Black in that first episode thought, this is the safe look. I'm going to be fine. It doesn't really matter. We'll move on and wow them later. Well, my thought is that maybe Joe knew that they weren't going to last very long. That's possible. Because this is a, this look on the runway for this episode is spectacular. Mm-hmm. And is a thrifted dress, apparently. It is. But that doesn't mean anything because we haven't gotten to the... <laughs> nope, nope, let, let's, let's go through it. Um, Graham was happy to see her back, but was most deliberately not in the group. He said the look on the runway was genius and executed so well. M&EK said that there was timing issues in recording and dancing. Michelle said that the look was magical, but in the challenge, she's where the conundrum happens. That's where the conundrum happens. She thought the lyrics were fantastic, but she wore a finger wave wig and something she could have bought off the rack at Primark. Joe then whispers, H&M. Rue is not happy. I think had it been a positive critique, it would have been the same reaction. Yeah, so I did quote exactly what Rue said. That outfit off the rack was a huge disappointment to me. Guess what everyday people do? And you know, and you should know that because you are a star. And this goes to all of you up here. If it is from H&M, you better glitter the fuck out of it and make it something special. We're looking for Great Britain's next superstar. Don't waste my time. I don't want to see any fucking H&M. Yeah, that We've already pretty much touched on it, but like that putting myself in Joe's shoes, Joe probably knew that they were going to be in the bottom regardless. Mm-hmm. Doesn't give yourself an excuse to be like, don't piss on yourself while you're down. Right. Like, I, and, and the hard part is that's Joe's personality. That's what Joe does. Joe is silly and campy and funny and is going to make yeah. a joke out of things. It just hit Rue in a nerve when she was already pissed off at that group. And she had a temper tantrum. She literally had a fucking temper tantrum. And it makes me wonder, like, what else Rue does to the girls that we don't get to see that isn't as good of television. Because mm-hmm. this, obviously, like, RuPaul has not come out and said, oh my gosh, you know... I'm so sorry for having a temper tantrum. So this means it's got to be some sort of like um, de rigueur. Like, obviously she's not the most even-keeled temperament. So maybe she kind of goes off on people more often. It's very, very possible. I mean, Joe does say that she she is stuck in what she does. Had other options for outfits, but they were making her look too old. Okay, then play up in the old part. Your lyric was about Glenn Close. Right, you got to make it work for you. If it's not going to work for the group, then you tell the group, hey, this is what I have. I'm sorry. This is going to get me in trouble. Please don't make me wear this. What else can we do? Or, like, uh, I don't know. I don't think that they read as cohesive either. Whereas when Taste were black with pink hair, which was beside the point, like, you could tell, like, Bimini was sporty and baby spice and lawrence was like this goofy spice and ohora was sexy spice and taste was like matching but 
course. But if you if you look if you look at the the picture, the mesh is a pinkish. Yeah. So it's it's there, but no, yeah, I I just it almost also felt like they told Joe, hey, we need you to come back, or the, told probably all three of them say, hey, we need you to come back. You're going to be eliminated. Just so you know, you're back for an episode. Sorry. I don't know because Asina would have turned this the fuck out. You think? Yes. Okay. Um, also, kind of hinted at it earlier. I think that um, they could have done, there was what, seven of them. So say if they brought all three back for the challenge, mm-hmm. they'll put 10 people competing. Then they could have done four, four, three, three. Yeah, they could have done three, three, four. Whatever. They split them up. They put a eliminated girl in each group. Mm-hmm. And then like captains. Ooh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. And then like then they all could have competed. They all could have shown another look. They all could have been. One dragged. person comes back. And one person comes back or or leaves. Or two people come back. Yeah. Because I don't think that I think that they probably had thoughts about bringing another bringing a person back because obviously they loved everyone so much but then veronica not being there to fill the space they could have with the way that the episodes will shake out like they could have a top four instead of like last year where they had only a top three and then a top two they could have mathematically made it work like it wasn't like i just felt we've seen the top four and and eliminate two oh yeah true (laughs) I it just seems very harsh to to bring them and put them or have them go through this pandemic and then not give them anything but a two night stay. And, in the and it just sucks for Veronica. This was going to be her challenge again too. I don't know. We'll see next year or we'll later this year. year, actually. Yeah. Rue wants more. She came all the way across the pond. This is Eurovision of drag. This look for Joe Black is absolutely a bag of chips. Stunning, toots across the board, bag of chips. Audience, 98% bag of chips, 2% seagull shits. We almost got that 100%. Still have yet to ever have a 100% on this show. Hmm. Taste. On their performance and their seaside runway presentations, the winning group is obviously United King Dolls. They are all safe and they each get a Rue Peter badge. That would make three for Lawrence Cheney in a row in a row um first for the other three so if we're looking at the numbers that is huge for Lawrence as she was the only one to return with a Rue Peter badge mm-hmm. Wait, just yeah. like thinking about that and being like all right one girl was eliminated one girl was not able to come back she was she would run it. um Yeah, being those other contestants, you know that she's going to the finale. Yeah, there's no way, unless she fucks up so bad. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. Contestant has had three wins and gone home. They've had two wins. Let's look at Max, but they've never had three wins and gone home and been such a like a, a front runner. And there's like that's a guarantee. She's like, boop, you're going to the finale. Yeah, Andrew loves her. 
She loves her. It's because she loves saying her name. Lawrence Chen. Are we ready to talk about Untucked Jr.? We got a little bit of a, some drama in this one. United King Dolls say they deserved that because they gave them Pop Princess vibes and they were all the other team of Golden Girls over there. Taste called it roly-poly-oly. Bimini tells Ahura that she won the Battle of the Chips. And then Ahura calls Sister Sister Copy Copy because they came into the competition seven months ago and we knew that her wardrobe was shit. She said she had a breastplate, red bikini, and blonde hair and was going to come out as Pamela Anderson fact. Ahura says that she knew what she was doing. Ooh. Joe says Rue was... Yeah, of course. Joe says Rue was really fucking angry. The the ensembles for Rue revision ticked the wrong box. Ellie says she was fine, so Ellie's not worried. Tia says Rue called her outfit regional as she dropped her cherry, which I thought was great timing, and her recovery was wonderful. And then you get a cut to Lawrence just sipping that drink because you always got to have someone sipping a drink during the middle of an untucked. <laughs> Tia said that Rue was fair and she did have the opportunity to elevate her stuff, just not the fucking ice cream. Sister is then asked how she is. She says she was disappointed that there was two bags of chips and Chiki Ahura asks if they said who was better. And sister, sister, and her new teeth snap. I mean, yeah, you won. What else do you fucking want? I think it was a very poor like turn of events because obviously Mm -hmm. Ahura has been this like bitch. And you can tell it's on purpose. Like, you know that they're like, eh. so she's she's still there. They mm-hmm. won. And Ahura didn't, I don't think meant it that way. I don't think it was like, was I better? Because she didn't get critiques. And I think okay, that both okay, were okay. fair. I uh-huh, think that she really, uh-huh, uh-huh. she didn't, it wasn't, she didn't mean, she wasn't mean spirited when she asked, but it was not a kind question. Are you saying that she, as an Ahura stan? Or no. okay, okay, interesting. I think I think she knew the answer was that she did it better, but she needed that validation to be like that's fair. That that's very what valid. if what if what if they liked that or sister sister better, but like I don't know. So I think that the pot was not being stirred by Ahura, but it was situationally like, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to stir the pot, Tace says she swore she had a big boot, big booby bust. Thing when they came in and sister said she did and taste asked why she changed her answer is money in seven months and horror comes in with an inspiration and sister is just not having any of it she says she didn't it, it didn't come from her she prides herself on creativity and for her to throw it away is so boring someone says that they're very similar to which sister says that they styled it differently and then cue horror who is accusing sister of stealing steals Davina's line of bullshit, sister bullshit. Obviously she knew that what she was doing. Cause she did say it with a smile on her face, but that was it just felt, so funny. The irony. It felt just like Canada when they, they were all in untucked and like, yeah, I like you, but we're, we're, we're just, 
We're rivals for a minute. I, but I don't think that they like each other. No, 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 no. Sister asks Ahura if it makes her uncomfortable that she d- disregarded her outfit and didn't remember it. But Ahura says that she won at the end of the day. Um, I'm excited for when Sister Sister is finally eliminated to finally get the answer to this whole bag of chips gate. Um, because I really can't believe that she didn't know. I don't think that there's any way that she didn't. If, if there's no way, there, there's got to be. There have to be so many other references to seaside that you could have done. I don't know how this is what she settled on. I really don't get it. And it's not me being a sister sister hater. I just don't get it. Even so, like what I what going back to what I said earlier is that like when you go, you have kind of multiple outfits. And if she had this booby thing, mm-hmm. this Pamela Anderson and Baywatch reference, maybe. She forgot it at home. Sure. But seeing another girl preparing, same fucking wig, same outfit, same makeup, like plot of, you know, based on their face, wouldn't you have been like, there's a chance that we could be in the bottom. I don't want to be compared to this. Right. I, as a competitor, it was just like a. Well, I do, I do, I would like to note that this is the second time Ohora has had a similar look to someone else on the runway with the Robin Hood with Tia. Oh, they weren't. That was thematic. That was not the same look. Important to note that there, right, right about the same time, there was a runway in the United States that. Two girls had the same theme for a very broad runway um, prompt. And one of them said, sis, go ahead. Yep. One of them was the bigger person. And I'm not saying that the, that a horror should have not worn that. But one of them, sister, sister, should have been like, no, it's fine. I'll take the L. Obviously, I'm not going to win the challenge solo. My outfit's not going to keep me out of the... Showed a lot of character, which was great because Sister Sister has been invisible the entire time. Absolutely. I'm telling you, it's those teeth. Sure. Sure. Lawrence asks Sister why she's taking it so personally, and Sister says that it invalidates all her references and all her points of view and all her artistry. So she is taking it personally. I understand it's a pressure cooker in that room and you're going to take things ways that they're not intended. But I really just did not see this as a good look for a sister, especially coming back in this manner. No, no, she didn't come off as a villain. She came off as like delusional. Yeah. Rue apologizes for being hard because she sees so much personality and potential in each of them and that these times have been teaching them that you just got to seize the day. And I can't wait for the Newsies theme runway next season. I was just thinking like, now it's time to seize yeah. the day. Um, Rue has decided that Ellie and Sister Sister are safe. That leaves Tia and Joe in the bottom. Agree or disagree? It would have been an entertaining television to see if they hadn't been crushed, a girl from each team. Yeah. 
and then obviously but like obviously ukd would say um fucking send tea a coffee home already all right that's how i feel about sister sister so <laughs> no i, I feel the same way about both of them but like come on girl the song is the common arts cover of don't leave me this way i don't like this version whatsoever but they are sticking to their british songs and i'm going let's we're here for it you can't tell me they did not pick this specific version for Joe Black. Oh, fully. Absolutely. It even sounds like the way she speaks. Oh, absolutely. It was a perfect version for her. Um, like I said, this is was it, in my notes. This was an excellent song for them both as they both have the energy to go campy and silly. Um, I will say that Joe did so much better in the performance, but Tia just had more p- passion and something more to look at. As she performed. Um, I do think Rue's mind was made up that if Joe didn't step it up on this episode, she would be a one and done returning competitor. Joe did give us a great runway and a great lip sync, but H&M really pissed her off to the point that Tia was still there and Joe was brought back, but the fight was not. I would have had the same fight if I had just gotten yelled at by RuPaul. Something that was ultimately, you bring what you bring. So like, it's not like, it's unlikely that she could have made a new garment and rehearsed and done everything. You bring what you bring. Like, I would have kept Joe. I would have too. I think if not, for a lip sync, but for snatch game, well, she would have been done close. Like that's not interesting. Just like, bro, like she stepped up her runway. Mm-hmm. Tia did not. Yeah. Both had the same critique. They one of them took extra time to not up there runways. That's true. I don't know. I think just based on like the the limited time Joe was in the competition, Joe did what they asked and gave it in the lip sync. So it should have I would have picked Joe. Yeah, I too would have picked Joe. Was Joe purposely trying to knock into Tia during that somersault? I thought it mm. regardless it was still funny and cute. It, the whole lip sync kind of gave me Thorgy Thor versus Chi Chi Devane mm-hmm. in that halfway through she was like, this is rigged. Yeah. It wasn't rigged, but like obviously the performance was so much the judges were so much in more in favor for the other contestant that she was like give it up. I, I, I did appreciate Tia's fade out death drop because who loves to fade out? Nobody in drag. Um, so she's like, well I don't have a button so I'm going to give you one. She didn't. She gave one of those knee slams. Yeah, she did. She did do that. Um, I had heard um, a little fact that I didn't even realize. Did you know that this this song uh, "Don't Leave Me This Way" a different cover was used in a previous lip sync for your life? And when I found out which one it was, yes. I was like, I don't remember it, was... it because all I remember is Mimi. I'm first picking up fucking India Farah. Yeah, I was gonna say it was really early on, and yep. And you, you don't remember the song. Lip, in that lip sync, you don't really hear the song because they're nope. talking the whole time. But yeah, exactly. that's definitely what it is. That's what it was. 
Well, Tia is safe. Joe, once again, sashays away. And there's not much with Joe at the end of it. We are going to talk about Queens in lockdown. How do you want to tackle this? Do you want to go through it? Or do you want to just go through the basic big points that you learned or thoughts? or how, how, What do you want to talk about? Um, I think we should talk about big points. because Yeah, let's like, do that. We've all seen it. And we all did. We had the same experience, minus the drag race portion. Um, to me, it felt very... I what I learned from it is drag queens right after filming are real people until that promo oh, yeah. shoot comes out. And that was so just, obviously we knew it, but it was nice to see it as proof. It was interesting to see that they were not treated, but like, Gosh, I don't know how, to, how it, it felt very, like, kind of felt disingenuous. I, I, would, I would say that as well, because I can't tell if this was produced by BBC or World of Wonder, um, because the thing that resonated with me is, you know, these queens are suffering. They're trying to make ends meet, knowing that they have to come back to the show. And they're probably contractually only going to be given... Um, a contract for a single episode that aired while they were doing this for seven months for them. Did they know that? I don't know. I don't know if they knew that they were coming back because well, we'll get to her, but some of them were very cheerful. Ginny obviously didn't, was just like, this is where I make my poo. Right. Um, which, which was entertaining, but like Astina never commented about going home and, and and you know, like salvaging or like improving on her track. She's like, I gotta go take care of my mom and my nan, which made me like, oh, of course you do. Um, and Joe never really indicated, other than performing digitally, like I'm going home and improving my drag. Fair, which I think is kind of funny because <laughs> because you can see in a, I think for a shot for next week's episode, like next time on RuPaul's Drag Race UK, they cut a, like while they're watching the roommail but behind them is a rack of wigs and they are I think four finger wave wigs and three of them have stones I was like obviously Joe left you her wigs but like if she just brought four of them you didn't spend eight months stoning a finger waved wig you got a cat you had you had a successful thriving digital career as much as that can be said like I saw clips and stuff Mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't feel like they knew that they were coming back until later on until Veronica well, she was still in the competition, so that's difficult. It didn't feel like they, the Eliminated Queens got a prompt that said, hey, there might be a chance that you're coming back. Let's just focus on how down you are and how you're surviving. Versus the Queens that came back, yeah. or were, were supposed to come back, were like, hey, have fun. Like, show us how you're making it through. Show us what you're doing to improve. Show us what you're doing to get ready to come back. Because it was they set it up for a devastating like arc for Veronica. Obviously if you'd already seen the episode, if you watched it in time, but like the other girls didn't get that. It wasn't like, I'm so sad. I was eliminated from drag race and now I'm alone for eight months. What am I going to do? I feel awful. It was, I've moved on or I'm going back to work as a frontline worker. 
Right. I, yeah. I just felt like it felt like manipulation to also see all of these queens posting like, oh, we did all of this stuff and it didn't make the cut. Here is a here's funny haha moments. Like Terry mowed the lawn in a, in a dress. <laughs> and, and she and, was doing uh, vacuuming in heels like her uh, right. Freddie. Right. Um, so we do start this episode with a little behind the scenes of the final moment of episode, um, what is it, four? With mm-hmm. the queens learning about COVID causing the stop of filming. And we see this soundstage go dark and then we get to see the crew moving around with the cameras. That's a very, very big crew. I didn't realize how many people it takes to make that show. That's a big crew. I know it, it made me think back on like uh, season nine when they made over the crew. Mm-hmm. When they like show backwards, like here's the crew that is being separated and here's the rest of them that yeah. either have to fill in for them and everyone else is like, oh, that's a very large crew. And thinking about like who, how are they going to have to downsize? If they did, if they had to. Because you have to have a camera on at least, you're not having a camera on every queen, but you're having a camera on sections of, of queens. Yeah. Um, but then we do get to see the producer talk to the queens before they ha- run the um, video. So they did get a prep, the preparation. So they weren't aware of what was to come. So that's why the reactions were what the reactions were. Interesting that you got that because what I got from it was that, hey, just so you know, everything is fine. Like all of us are fine. Like you're all, without saying everyone is healthy because that's what the producer said. He goes, everyone is fine, but we have something to tell you. So that coupled with the look of like, well, are we fine or are we not? Was I think part of their like stun. Um, Because to also- So I I don't don't know if there are- people who listen who also are big brother fans but this was very much like when 9-11 happened and they had to bring a tv into the big brother 2 house to show them the what was happening and one of the contestants lost um, a cousin and then for big brother over the top when they were in the house and learned that donald trump won the presidency this is a life moment where they got to learn what's going on in life and how it is going to affect them Obviously, those two events are very different than this one, but um, I liked seeing behind the scenes shit. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really interesting, especially because, ironically, they, in one of the, the clips, like, next time on, I think at the end of episode four, when they're, like, showing you what happens at the beginning of episode five, which is all yeah. the same day, when they cut to, like, the behind the queens and they're watching the, the room mail, um, Rue's lips weren't matching up with what was said. So there was like kind of a a moment where there was obviously a message. Yeah. And then they came back and did lockdown. And then they um, had to kind of redo it, I guess. Or maybe my screen was screwed, but I think that they had a message it wasn't exactly how they wanted to spin it based on the fact that they did the lockdown episode. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I appreciate that you told everyone and we're just like, go home. Yeah. The yeah, it was very interesting. Um, then we get Stand to see to them at home a little bit um, and we get a little montage of what it's like being back and how they're all, you know, bedroom queens again. Um, 
We then cut to Cherry in her car getting ready to go to work as a frontline worker. She's feeling it, feeling the virus, the virus taking over. And it was hard for me to watch. Um, it was difficult. It was very hard to see someone who's overall someone cheery break down about going back to fight the reality of this virus. It was very, it was not like anybody else because no one else had that narrative to tell. No, um, and it, it, it was so out of place and they would have been rude to neglect adding that. Of but course. Like this cheery kind of everyone was okay, but someone else's not day job, that's rude to say as well, but like um, their career. livelihood, their, their, one of their careers, because mm-hmm. she's got three, <laughs> um, is, is so tough. Like it, it yeah. just was like, oh my God, like you, you did that. And it, but it also kind of galvanized us towards Cherry. We're like, hey, we, we love you. You're amazing. Yeah. Um, we get to see some of the Queens return home to what their new life is in this new normal. Obviously, Ginny is living um, in her friend's house in the countryside. She's quite happy. Then we get to see some drag rooms um, or bedrooms or whatever they were. But Joe's line stood out to me as fucking hilarious. Joe does not trust anyone with a minimalist home life who also does drag. Yeah. I don't know a drag queen that doesn't have an explosion of drag in their apartment. Maybe that's just speaking for me because my apartment's a yeah, a commune. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. No one comes off the top of my head that I can think that they have a yeah. I think it was kind of cute. Up to no, I disagree. Ho ho ho! Laguna Blue has a. That's true. She is notoriously like yeah. That's true. But Laguna Blue now has a dedicated drag room and it's consistently clean or cleaned nice good for her we get to see some cats we get to see some dogs we get to see some lovers and partners um like michael cherry's fiance very cute man um taste is making tight soup and we just have to remember that the story arc for taste in this entire montage sequence was soup so we will discuss that Um, it was really, really interesting, um, to see Tia discuss watching Drag Race Holland. Because timing-wise, not really sure how they lined up. It must, she must have only caught the beginning of it, because I feel like they went back in November when Drag Race Holland was kind of starting. I don't know. my timeline is all messed up. But she did learn a little Dutch. Did she? Because um, she didn't want to read the subtitles. But this is what she told us she learned. Nuken in de kuken, which means <laughs> fuck in the kitchen. Slagroom, which means cream. And komkummer means cucumber. Those all kind do of you, check out. Do you have any um, Dutch-speaking viewers, listeners? Not sure. Possibly. Hopefully. Maybe. If you're out there, say hey. Can you say hey? And can you confirm that uh, Tia Coffee wasn't just making this up? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I could see Tia making shit up because that is totally right. her personality. That would be. It funny, was very though. funny. 
Oh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. Um, episode one came out on September 18th. Um, so if they went back in November, that means they, they, got, they got through. November 6th was the finale. So they got it. They got at least all of it, probably. Yeah, probably. Okay, so we go from this moment with um, the, the, the Tia and the Dutch to Tace making her favorite delicacy of all time. It's pot noodle soup. Cheap and cheerful. For us, it's basically a cup of noodles on bread and butter dumped on with a cup of noodles dumped on the bread. I know a lot of people struggle. I know a lot of people struggle during um, college and cup of noodles is a thing. I have never heard of this and I never want to hear it again. Um, with less liquid, it is not bad. No, you didn't. Oh, I, not, I did not recently. I have. Before. Okay, really- okay, okay, okay. I was like, you didn't do it in preparation of this podcast, did you? No, but I, it's not disgusting. Those flavor packets make anything taste good. Come on. Ew. Okay, fine. I'll go with you. Don't, you, I'm not saying you I'm not trying it. it. I'm not doing it. No, no, no. Listeners, if you want to try it and film a video of you trying um, this, please do, because I will post it and reshare it and everything, but I will not do that. Don't show us you eating it. That's. Not yummy. Um, the other fun thing about this is, did you catch the something Wong uh, cameo? Wait, no. Something Wong is on Tia's fridge. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. I was I like, wait, that. I know what you're talking about, but she wasn't physically that. She wasn't. Physically no, not there. like she a honey, was. honey Davenport cameo in uh, uh, Dragula. Not that kind of cameo. <laughs> nope. No, I love talk. I talking about her about that with her was so much fun. Did you know? That sh- the confessionals for um, uh, what's her face were done at uh, Honey's apartment. Loris. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were seeing each other. Yeah. Well, like Loris's apartment wasn't good enough, so they had to use. Very funny. Um, another big reveal we learned is that Ginny is in a love triangle. Tom is Ginny's husband, and Jack is Ginny's boyfriend. You know what? It makes sense. Love is love. It doesn't, I mean, like, cool. Not everybody needs a third in their relationships, but sometimes that's what it takes to make things fun, free, and fancy to slice. <laughs> or two. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we learn that Taste needed a new home, and she now lives with Ahura. So this is, that is the official preseason tea that I had heard that was on the Wikia. That is when they became roommates was during the lockdown. So many drag queens live in that apartment, to my knowledge. I think there's like five of them. Really? Is yeah. it is it like the um the Wisconsin drag uh, complex? With Joe, so Joey J, Jade Essence Hall, James Mansfield, uh, Trixie Mattel, and I think someone else all lived in the same either apartment or complex, not out necessarily at the same time. But they all Joey J. Yeah, he used to live in um, Wisconsin. That's where he's originally from. Oh, so then I guess you could say it's more like, all, or it could also be like the LA track complex where Brooklyn Heights, Silky, Angie, Heidi, Manila, all of them live in the same, like... Well, this was this, no. this was all of them pre-drag race. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, um, no, but they all live in the same apartment. That's crazy. Like, I think there's five queens that live in the same apartment. 
And which one's going to be on series three? Hopefully it's Caramel, Stan Caramel. Yeah. Even though she's I mean, totally American. Hey, hey, we had Crystal, who was Canadian. But Caramel is... There for fun? No, she... I think she went to school there, and she has a work visa. But Crystal is also... I don't know. I don't know the specificities about either of them. But, like, I would just... Like, I think it would have been hilarious if Rosé showed up on Drag Race UK. Uh, I'm like, I said, I'm I said, I really thought she was going to, because I was like, you know what? If she, this would be a perfect showcase for her to fucking win. No, no, hands down, perfect. She would have, she'd win. But you know what? She is doing great on US, and it's so good to see her on US. And she should have won last week. Hopefully, the judges are more less. Hopefully they pull their heads out of their asses. God, I love Jose. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, that's tomorrow's podcast when I record that one. But um, yeah, I'm still not. I'm making you a guest. I know you don't, but. <laughs> um, so Sister Sister was battling with mental health. Ellie Diamond had to move out of her house with her family because they couldn't afford it anymore, which was not really touched on that much, but that sounded terrifying and heartbreaking. Yeah, I don't really know. They kept all the queens kept mentioning um, universal credit, which I think is similar to unemployment, but yeah. it also includes housing. So mm-hmm. I know that their government and infrastructure really set them up for success, but not success. Like exactly. they were taken care of, um, which I thought was really great. Mm-hmm. Come on, United States, let's get somewhere um, healthy and safer. What I did find interesting is we did get to see some uh, self-recording from Cherry Valentine, even though she was working. We didn't really see any self recording from sister sister all we got were the her more confessionals with the new teeth so i was gonna say like what what do they want us to give like here's my fitting for veneers here's me getting plumped like honestly i would have watched it because it would have been fucking hilarious yeah i watch those videos all the time it's great Um, um yeah and then we really start to see how things get to reopen but another moment that again the arc of this whole episode was Bimini bought a chair. Yeah, Bimini bought a chair, uh, which she then used in the performance. So all worked out for her. But Veronica and what she was going through. Um, she went through depression over the summer, as she says, literally with black nails and eyeliner smudged on her eye. She's telling us this. Mm-hmm. We get to see her fiance try to get her out of bed. She didn't leave her bedroom for days, which turned into months. Watching Veronica's mental health deteriorate knowing what the ultimate result was, it hurt me so much. It, I, I, I felt for her. It, it also felt like it was very uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't, it felt exploitative. A little bit. But no, especially because we knew then that she couldn't come back. So the fact that she got herself, she she got through it, she got past, past that instance, you know, huge kudos to her. Um, and then got even more devastating news or more devastating news. On top of that, you know, like, I'm very, excuse me, happy that she is coming across now as like healthier, happier in a better place. Yeah. Because if um, I had gotten that, I would have been back in bed. 
one of the interviews I did watch of her post show, she did admit that her um, getting COVID was from her fiance. So she jokingly was like, oh, he's paying for it now. But yeah, he's the one who gave it to her. Where did you see that? Um, what, Papa's, I believe, on YouTube. Her joint interview with Joe Black. Um, I'll, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, it was. It, she made a joke of it. She made light of it, but I believe that's how she believes she got the COVID, because she was careful. You could see she was not leaving the house. And well, right. Except she did get to leave to perform a little bit, um, because they did get some uh, lips. But I, one funny thing that I wrote down was Ginny wrote a song called "I'm Over My Overdraft," and I was like, "That is all of us. We were all there yeah, at all times. At all times." Mm-hmm. <gasps> Um, and yep, Ellie's back at the night shift at McDonald's. Sister like had an office shift, job. The day shift, the overnight shift, yeah. the morning shift, the afternoon shift. I was like, make it, make it, make it, make it. Sister paused an office job to film and went back during the pandemic. Um, Cherry suggests if you don't have a job, you should go into uh, the healthcare field because they need more people. We get to see some digital drag. So it was good. Joe Black was great. Um, yep. where was Ahura working as a um, visual a visual artist? What, could you artist. imagine if it was H and M? What if it was H and M? Please, that would be the best thing in the world if she worked at H and M. Um, it it looked like a, a department. I mean, it was a department. It, it, it was a department store, but I don't know what I. I don't know exactly what it was because I, I wasn't trying to like creep on her, but I was like, what was it? Yeah. Um, what other fun things? Apparently when they did get to go back to brunches, um, Bimini was overperforming WAP because all the, the, the drunk girls were living for it. Blamer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then Veronica says that there was no cheering, no whooping, no clapping, no laughing. That's not true, right? People could still... Talk, you couldn't keep your mouth shut. I, I, I also like. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. We don't live in the UK, but like we don't. You don't want them to, but right. they should have a mask on. But they're probably section. I don't know. Um, I will say that some of these queens were performing questionably with less than. Uh, safe appearing methods and they didn't Uh-oh. get COVID. I, I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't there. I don't know. I know them, but watching videos that people have reposted of them. Interesting. The other big moment is we did learn that in Scotland, they were not able to perform. It was actually illegal to play, play music, music in a bar or a venue, which is crazy. What do we do in Footloose here? Um, but after seven months, we're back into... Returning to the show, Lawrence is bleaching her hair so she can look the same way she did for continuity. Um, bitch, some of your sissies didn't even do that. So, Tia is going to step her cookies up, but she didn't step up her ice cream. Yeah, fun. I was like, I didn't step up her ice cream, and then I got where that joke was coming from. Yep. My jokes you sometimes have a 10 second delay on it. Um, did you see taste in that giant Tina Turner wig? Um, I didn't get Tina Turner. I got 
like kind of Diana Ross, kind okay. of. Regardless, like, when do we get to see that beauty on the main stage? Well, that was gorgeous. Um, the commentary for next week's episode says it looks like you look like I wasn't Diana Ross, but like insert um, icon here in a Safari gift shop, and I was like, hopefully you're not talking about taste I, because I would not think that so she would cool. look like a gift shop. It was beautiful. It was so so good. Um, we then get to see even on a hotel getaway, um, Veronica is mocking up three outfits and then she's also coughing. So I don't know the timing here, but that was a I don't think scary and sad to watch. I don't think they would have oh, I don't know. I don't think they would have shown it if she if they had timed it out and been like, This is when you had COVID, but um I don't know what she was doing on the bathroom floor. It didn't look like she had stones. Um, but she also didn't bring us. I don't think she must have been cutting, maybe. I don't know. I think she was either cutting or like drafting something because she also didn't probably bring a sewing machine to absolutely. Yeah, um, Ahura says that there are no excuses, they had the time to practice sewing, refine makeup, and hydrate those wigs. Tia Coffee, style those wigs, Miss Tia Coffee. That's all she'll wear. She came back in a style wig, she did, she sure did. Two of them. Oh, yeah, you're right. So the queens all test for COVID, and then we see the official demise of Veronica Green. And again, this was just one of those, like, we're watching the stages of grief on film in front of her eyes. I hope she can return for the finale. I'm sure they will bring her back for the finale. Let's put on our detective caps. Okay, let's do it. Um... They didn't bring Jenny Levin back. Correct. But she had post-COVID confessionals. Correct. Same with Veronica. Both Correct. of them are in the promo. Um, I would imagine that at the end of filming, when you would film a finale, they came and had a confessional finale wrap everything up, promo shoot, second promo shoot, third promo shoot. I'll never get over Veronica saying, I'm a stallion, baby. <laughs> Iconic. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, and then we get to see everyone returning and we get the behind the scenes of the the, the sound studio, which I thought was awesome. Um, my favorite moment of everyone putting on boy beats was sister, sister blowing the brush and then revealing that fucking new face. It was just interesting because I was like, none of you would waste your product like this. Obviously, production was like, glitter. Yeah. Um, Aurora says that Corona sent the bitches home the first time, but she's doing it this time. Did she know about Veronica at that point when she said that line? No, probably not. Yeah. Yep. And then apparently Tia, th- Tia version three is, according to the government, very dangerous. And that was how we ended the, the segment. Um. Tia version three. I, don't, I didn't get quite. I get it. Mm-hmm. I have a couple Which... burning questions for you, though. Cool. To wrap it up. Will Veronica Green appear on season three? 100%. Eureka did the same thing for season 10. Yep, I agree. Full, she ha- you have to. If the invitation is there, you know people want you back, you take it. You're going to go. Drag Race is not Joe Black's game. Will this tarnish her already big career? No. I agree. Joe's fine. Like, 
<laughs> cool. You were on TV. Now, now all of your billing can be cranked up. Yeah. Who do you think will get on Snatch Game aside from the GC on the 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 panel? I've heard it's very British. Um, I <laughs> this is very difficult because the conversation that um, Tiffany Pollard, New York, had after her recent transphobic and interaction experience, however, whatever, um, she apologized one, and then she was like, "That was wrong. I can't apologize because I have to get better." And then the um, person she brought on with her on Instagram Live was like, no, we don't accept your apology. Your apology is the proof that you're being better and you're educating other people and you're removing transphobia by being anti-transphobic. And I was like, okay, a little bit redeeming. It's not my, I don't have the redemption to give because I don't speak for trans or the trans experience. But I think it, because it happened before that, I think would have been really funny to see Gemma Collins and Tiffany Pollard at Snatch Game together. But Tiffany Pollard as a contestant, because then you're also doing an American person as a, a, a British-ish, yeah, like contestant like that would have been brilliant TV. I have because then you could have said that I don't want those were old maiden shoes. Gemma is a fat cunt. Like yeah, <sighs> I have heard rumors that we did we we did see that Michelle is also going to be uh, a contestant. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard rumors that uh, someone will be doing Katie Price, who Michelle was on Big Brother with. Right. They, 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 they were they were not like mortal enemies, enemies like you know Perez Hilton was. Um, right. But the there there should be good material, especially if you can play off Michelle right there. You you, you could that's, win. That's giving them a lot of credit. That's true. That's true. I mean. Um, uh, Astina said she was going to be Azalea Banks, which mm-hmm. would have been spicy given Drew and Azalea's past and the fact that Azalea is like uh, um, an enigma. Um, <laughs> and I think that Cherry was going to be Nikki Graham, which I would have died to see. Nikki Graham was on uh, Big Brother yeah. and yeah. also Big Brother Canada. Um, who were like, it's just difficult because like, and you it, heard you heard could, about could you Ginny be Kylie Minogue? Yeah, being Jimmy the Jane Lemon genius. We could like Kylie is Australian, but she is a UK icon. Yeah. And it like is is that crossing the line? Yeah. Or I mean, we, we did Snatch Game or for Holland, like Chelsea Boy was Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and no, Ginny Lemon also threw out that she was gonna be Kate Bush, um, Sue Pollard, or the Mona Lisa. It's like milk was going to be the fucking Virgin Mary. Right. Um, but I, the other rumor that I'll throw out there, friends, someone we may have seen on the runway episode one will be on the Snatch Game panel. Of course. Like, why wouldn't you? But why? Well, you know I asked this question during Drag Race Holland. I'm going to ask it again. After five episodes, the winner of the season is... Uh... After these five episodes, I would say it's probably Lawrence. I but I, I think that after 
watching the way that this has kind of like spun, mm -hmm. it could very much be Bimini. Interesting. My number two is still taste. Oh, I want taste to win everything. But I think that Bimini's had this like chugga chugga choo choo journey. Mm -hmm. And then you saw this like demonstrably like inarguable win. So someone did say is the, are the UK, uh, the UKD, are they the final four? And I don't think, I, would hope so. I, think I think we're getting three out of four to this one. I don't see a horror I, making. I, I think that's probably fair. I, I, I can see whatever that breakdown of horror is going to have next week. I can see that going to lead to her untimely demise. I don't know when, but we'll see. We will see. Well, where can we find you on social media and Venmo? <laughs> Don't Venmo me. Venmo you. Um, if you, if you, I'm not even going to plug myself. All right, <laughs> that's <post>. fine. <laughs> um, well, if people are, people who know who I am already probably follow me. And it's not only funny, so. That's fair. That's Support fair. trans youth and people who need it and drag queens who are being safe and not giving shows where they shouldn't be. There you go. It was a pleasure chatting with you about this episode. I know how badly you wanted this episode and we got it in. Even so though bad. I almost almost couldn't get it in because it was in the hospital. But we are here and thank you for dealing with my um, crazy slow mind today because, you know, the drugs are actually in my body. I'm glad that you have them and I'm glad that you are hopefully on the road to recovery and that um, the UKD has blessed us with UK Being in the bong. And the sing and the sang in the song. Yep. Well, thank you for being here. And I, I heard a rumor you may be back for a U.S. recap later in the season. That's so crazy. I don't know who you heard that from. Probably your producer. Yeah, probably. The biggest thanks to Russell for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at themeofthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.